is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. As always, we are presented by The Advocates. TheAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business at The Advocates, where you never pay The Advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney for free online 24-7 at TheAdvocates.com. Boy, what a massive day of breaking news. Um, I don't even know what you say about what's going on at Utah as, I think, a massively important game. Uh, will take place tomorrow. It is Utah versus Florida, 6 o'clock ESPN, the national television spotlight. The entire country will be watching the Utes. And allegedly, you will not be watching Cam Rising and Brand Keithy playing that game. Two of the most important, two of the most talented, two of the best football players on that roster, according to Pete Thamel at ESPN, are in doubt and are unlikely to suit up for Utah as they go gator hunting at Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. Uh, this is a huge loss for Utah, Jake. There's no way to spin it if those two guys don't play. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, again, as usual, there's always an excuse, you know, for why Utah didn't win a game or, you know, injuries or this or that. And And look, man, like, you know, I, I love Utah. You know, I, like I, I, obviously, you know, we're 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 in Salt Lake. We, you know, we follow this team, and I wouldn't say that I'm a Utah homer or anything, but I just wish at some point Utah would roll up with a healthy roster to a game against Florida. That'd be nice. It'd be nice if you know we didn't have any excuses as to why you know you lost a Rose Bowl or why you know you weren't your best during the biggest game of your season. You know, because again, unbelievable. You know, let's let's assume they lose this game, which I, I I'm not ready to say just outright they're going to lose this game, but but I think it'd be easy to do that. But I do think that um, you know, let's say they lose this game, you're 0 and 1 in a game you should have been 1 and 0. It's a home game, you should win that game. I don't care who it's against. So yeah. that's that's the problem. I it is a it is a bitter disappointment. It is shocking. It, it, I mean, it's it's terrible for this football program. I mean, it, it 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 just starts your year with such negativity. If I, Keithy, I is is man, that's the one that's just a kick in the balls. Like you don't want to be without Cam Rising if you're the Utah Utes in any game you play, but you have options there. There's no replacing Brand Keithy. The, plain and simple, he's a physical freak. The guy is a monster. He is an impossible matchup. Replacing Brant Keithy is not something you can do. They're yeah. going to lean on the run game with Jaquindon Jackson. That off- offensive line is going to be awesome. The defense is going to be stellar. But it, there, there's no way to spin this, that this is going to be very difficult. Now, does this mean that they're going to lose? Nah, not necessarily. I, I don't think so. I think that Kyle Whittingham has his guys ready to go. Uh, I, I think that it's at Rice-Eccles Stadium, and, and it almost doesn't matter, uh, in my opinion, whether Cam Rising plays or not in that atmosphere. I think that can overcome the quarterback. The Brand Keithy loss, that's the one that hurts. Yeah, That's the one because your, your, your weapons on the outside were already in question. 
Your two deep on the outside was already good, not great. And without Brankeithy, that's just a dynamic weapon you do not have. And and there there is no replacing a guy like Brankeithy. I Having said that, the number moved from four and a half. Um, last I looked, it was four and a half. I believe it is now three and a half mm-hmm. uh, when I was looking right before the show started. So that number is going to continue to move. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But again, breaking news this afternoon. Uh, Pete Thamel at ESPN is reporting that Cam Rising and Brant Keithy will not play tomorrow for the Utah Utes. So a big loss there. Big opportunity for Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is a, this is a big deal now. Billy Napier's club, you know, they've they've got to find a way to win this game now. And Florida is one of those teams that is perennially not good on the road. 8-13, and 13, all-time and true road season openers. This is an opportunity for Florida. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You're coming to Sac Lake city. This does not change the equation for the defense. So mm-hmm. we'll keep you up on that. We'll talk a lot more about, uh, that tilt as we get there. But, uh, obviously there is big news today. And that is that the PAC 12 is not dead in what is a, a shocking reversal. And one that I think most of the sources that I speak to is a hundred percent, uh, built on the fact that the ACC can't seem to get out of their way when it comes to ACC expansion, which is not dead. There's a lot of people out there reporting that the ACC is not going to expand. I don't think that's the case. I think that it is up in the air. I think Florida State and Clemson, along with the Carolinas, are have not officially checked the box and said, yeah, we're on board with expansion. But until they have that call, and I am told now it'll be tomorrow midday, that they will have that call until they have that call. We don't know where the ACC is on expansion. Truly. I still maintain. I think it's 65, 70% that they add the $72 million. That's the main thing. Um, the, the issue now becomes for the PAC 12. Can you find a path forward without Stanford and Cal? Our sources today have told us that Oregon State and Washington State have been aggressive behind the scenes. And if you know Scott Barnes, the athletic director at Oregon State, he is an absolute operator. He is a lovely, lovely man to be your sports administrator. He is a guy that's not going to sit on his hands and hope. Scott Barnes at Oregon State, I am told, has been very aggressive in trying to build something with the Pac-12 brand to try and keep the Pac-12 as a P5. We'll see if that's viable. It does not seem like it would be. But certainly, there is hope for the Pac-12 brand to continue. Is it likely? I don't know that I would say it's likely. There's a lot of politicking going on behind the scenes. I don't think there's any doubt Oregon State and Washington State's preference would be to do business with the Mountain West if there is a deal to be done there. Uh, Very frankly, they know that they are going to take a significant pay cut. Hell, Oregon uh, State and Washington State will likely come in under the $8 million each that Stanford and Cal are going to get in the ACC if that happens. So you're looking at a significant pay cut for Oregon State and Washington State. The infrastructure costs of traveling Uh, All of your sports in Washington State and Oregon State have talked about the fact that they do not want to cut sports. They, I think, as I am told, would like to have the Mountain West as their dance partner. We'll see how all that works out. The AAC obviously uh, has a great commissioner 
and Mike Oresco. Um, the brands are not as prevalent. The West Coast opportunity to dominate the West Coast as a Pac-12 hat is not as prevalent. Um, winning on the sports field, I think, would be far less of a priority uh, under the weight of travel costs and logistics if you merge with the AAC. So there's a lot of reasons and reasons you understand why the Mountain West and Oregon State and Washington State make sense. But Jake, I think the lead here is it's stunning that the Pac-12 has again potentially found a way to save its own life. Yeah, and I think that this Mountain West situation has always been one that that we all knew was, you know, eventually going to get vetted. I mean, you 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 had to do everything you could do to explore it and figure out, you know, what exactly it looks like and I, and I think that you know, Oregon State, again, as we've always said, is a really valuable brand. I mean, I know that they're the ones that got the short end of the stick as far as the Pac-12 burning to the ground. But at the same time, I think that they're also an athletic program and an institution that understands that they can make things happen because they are valuable. The numbers say they're valuable. The facilities say they're valuable. Again, they haven't done much winning on the top end, right? I mean, they haven't been a college football playoff team, but I don't think you would expect them to be. You, you would be adding... Oregon State as a as a mid-table, lower-tier sort of value in your conference. So if you're Oregon State, yeah, you, you don't want to be traveling across the country. You don't want to be doing anything excessive. What you want is you want to find a way to merge with the Mountain West without taking the Mountain West pay cut. That That's the mission if you're Oregon State. And I understand it. Look, I get it. Dude, if you're Oregon State, like, taking that type of pay cut – just isn't sustainable in the long term. I mean, you have debt load from your renovation. You have things that you need to pay for. So the revenue needs to continue to come in. And so if anybody expected, you know, institutions like Oregon State to just roll over, I think you're probably up in the night a little bit. But I think that it still remains the case that the Pac-12 as we knew it is not going to come back. I, I think, you know, if these four remaining schools want to find a way to rewrap the gift, you know, uh, and, and call it the Pac-10 or the, you know, the Mountain Pack or whatever the hell we want to call it, that's great. I'm fine with that. And I think that's probably the best solution for everybody involved. The only issue with that is that the college football playoff committee is not going to allow you to be uh, in A5, you know, having an auto bid into the college football playoff. And that's what I think is tough. But ultimately, I don't think you have another choice because you need the revenue. So that's where the conundrum is. Hey, if we can get, let's just say Apple as an example, if we could get an Apple-style distribution deal and reform a conference and be 10, 12, 14 teams, that puts us in a strong position to continue to bring in the revenue that we need to just keep the program afloat, just be in a position where... We can pay all the bills, keep the lights on, keep things going until we can find a better solution, which is the solution that I've been advocating for. Hey, work with the Mountain West, buy yourself three years, survive, and then see what happens in three years with realignment because we're not done realigning. We're not done expanding. It's just you need some time to pass because season's here. So we need to get to Q1 and then all of a sudden the conversation could start again. Yeah, and I also think one of the other significant stories today was this college football playoff committee meeting um, that happened, and our sources tell us that the college football playoff committee had discussions about a rebuilt, renewed Pac-12 keeping its P5 status. Now, they had discussions about that. Does that mean that that's going to happen? It certainly does not. But the idea here is, I think, to vet out the process. 
understand where the committee is at. I'm sure that that feedback is being shared or already shared, but it tells you the lengths that Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State have gone to to explore all of their options. Because again, as much as I understand that fans of you know, today it was interesting on on our YouTube comment section, UTSA fans were everywhere talking about Houston being distracted and that the AAC is a far better conference than the Mountain West. And all of that may be true, but you cannot fault Oregon State and Washington State and Stanford and Cal for at least exploring what is best for their long-term benefit. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. I don't think there's any doubt that the college football playoff committee is going to frown on a renewed or rebuilt Pac-12 keeping P5 status, especially if it merges with the AAC or the Mountain West. I think that which obviously is the only way to make that happen. I think they don't get an auto bid. Are they viewed as a G5? I don't know that they would fall that far, but they certainly would not have an automatic qualifier in their conference champion. And I think that is significant. The other thing that I think is really significant here is perception versus reality. The perception of the college football playoff executive committee is a big one. That is something that's very important because they set the policy along with the, you know, the athletic director board and, you know, obviously they are the biggest voice in the room, but who makes up a significant part of that group? Well, G5 presidents make up a significant part of that group. So I think there is room to lobby and argue for the Pac-12 remaining as an entity. But I don't believe, and neither do the sources that I speak to believe, that the Pac-12 is going to be able to keep an AQ or a P5 status. And I think that's a big deal because w- without that, I-, I just don't know how how I don't know, relevant you are I- as far as big TV paydays go. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you don't have significant TV paydays, What's the point of rebuilding the Pac-12? Well, I, I think that, you know, it's definitely a situation where you have to get creative. I mean, I, I, I think I would there's, agree. There's, there's no doubt that, you know, these four schools that were, you know, the, that are the remnants of the Pac-12, I mean, they have to be very open-minded and creative with how they go about this because I still maintain, just as I did before the conference melted down, that you had a good opportunity here to kind of change the narrative in, in how TV distribution in college athletics worked. And... Did did the Apple deal that we were all told was going to go down, was that a great deal? No, it wasn't a great deal financially. I mean, obviously, it required you to sell, and that was always going to be a problem for that makeup of institutions. But I think moving forward, you can't go, like Oregon State can't go from 20 million something to four. That, that doesn't work. And no. so I think that... You know, for schools like Oregon State, like you, you do need to get creative and accept the fact that, yeah, you're not going to get some huge deal from ESPN. You got to go the Apple route. You got to find something new because you're not going to have the relevance of the college football playoff. But I I think one of the conversations that is being had, or at least I'm told is being had, um, is the idea of the Mountain West having a much shorter television obligation. Uh, a grant of rights that is less than four years for the likes of Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal. Because you have to understand this window that we're dealing with in in realignment and contraction and expansion, it, it, it's a landscape that's vastly changing. So you look at the success that the Big 12 had, it was in their aggression that they had success in adding the four corner schools. 
without a doubt. It was in their aggression, not being scared of public perceptions across old world college football, if you will, by adding BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. You added eight really strong brands to your conference to offset the loss of Oklahoma and Texas. I also think that there is a discussion around the idea that if you are the Mountain West or you are Oregon State and Washington State, you have to get aggressive and make this happen now. Yes. There is a small window here to make a move. And I also think this ACC expansion conversation has shown you there are funds to be had if you have something of value. And I think if you are the Mountain West, adding Oregon State and Washington State certainly is a rising tide that will raise all ships. But if you can add Stanford and Cal, because let's not forget, Stanford and Cal are still in limbo. But if you can add those four remaining schools, even if it is at a lower number, and let's say it's $10 million or less on a, on a grant of rights with CBS and Fox, and hell, maybe... Maybe ESPN gets involved in that at some point. I know that Stanford and Cal have been in touch with ESPN. I've been told that directly. So ESPN is having conversations in the group at least. There has to be a path forward. I still maintain the biggest news we've gotten in the last month since the Four Corner Schools went to the Big 12. The biggest news we got there was that ESPN lobbied the Big 12 and took their temperature on further expanding for Stanford and Cal. That is a huge story. And why does that why does that matter? And why is it relevant in the grand scheme of things right now in this conversation? Because it shows you that ESPN has an appetite to take care of and make sure that Stanford and Cal remain in a P5 situation. Thanks. And they're willing to put money into that deal. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think that there is that same appetite at CBS and Fox. I know CBS does not want to in any way, shape, or form lose the majority of the Mountain West TV deal. I know that that is a fact. But the bigger question is, what does the AAC bring to the table? And I think the, the, the issue for the four remaining schools out West is not a whole lot. There is too much expense and too much ground to cover to routinely and regularly play in that conference footprint versus going with what you know, which is the Mountain West footprint, less travel cost, less rigor on your athletes, less drag on their academics. And I can tell you at Oregon State and Washington State, and it's unwritten rules at Cal and Stanford, academics come before sports. And if we learned anything this year about Washington State, it certainly was that that faculty doesn't give a damn about athletics. They are far more focused on making sure that their students graduate and go on to live lives that are viable and, and really get them into educations that help them thrive. Whether they compete on the field or not, it doesn't matter. I think the faculty and staff at, at Washington State sent a clear message with their threat of a sit-in that they care more about academics than they do about athletics. That matters. And if you look at the travel cost and logistics – the infrastructure that would have to be added to facilitate consistent weekly travel to the East Coast of the United States, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the AAC. 
It just does not. And I know, again, UTSA fans, I've heard from Oregon State fans who swear up and down, all three of you, that, oh, my God, the AAC. (laughs) You can want that to happen. That doesn't make it so. Mm -hmm. We have been told repeatedly that if if the remaining four teams are going to take a haircut, so Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal – if they are going to take a haircut financially, and especially if that is below the $10 million threshold, travel cost and infrastructure costs absolutely matter in the conversation. If they have to hire more academic infrastructure, that's just more money out of the pockets. Yeah, and they're not, they don't have the opportunity to make that money back. That's I totally like, agree with if that. If you're not going to get... You know, again, and this is why I say the college football playoff matters because, again, yes, it those, does. those extra bonuses cover a lot of different things. I mean, again, you're, you're literally talking about just an influx of cash into your institution because your football team had success. And I think, you know, uh, again, whether it's travel or otherwise, I mean, there are a number of different costs, you know, whether it's the Mountain West or the ACC, obviously more if it's the ACC or the AAC. Right. That's why you can't go out east, because, again, you're not like if the Big Ten was the Pacific time zone conference, uh, they could go out east. They have the money. They're good. They have college football playoff access. We're having a completely different conversation. Your, your average endowments at places like USC and UCLA, Stanford and Cal are completely different than Oregon State, Washington State. Yeah. Boise State, Nevada. You're in a you're in a different ball game here, and I think that's the thing that people don't understand is you can't just take what you hope happens and make it a reality. You have to think about the human beings that are involved in these processes. These are kids who are trying to go to school and live their their best act af, hello academic and athletic life at the same time. Yeah. And I can tell you, being an athlete at Stanford, and I've known dozens, it's one of the most difficult jobs in the country. To play football or basketball in really any sport at Stanford and keep your grades at a point where, because Stanford has several tiers of support for those that are not at a certain grade level. If you are not achieving it at, at a minimum grade level, you have extra tutoring, extra study sessions, you have to spend extra time in online learning environments. It's not an easy gig. Yeah. So the idea that you're going to try and do that from New Orleans with Tulane, UTSA in San Antonio, so that you can go on your lacrosse trip is kind of crazy. (coughs) That you're not going to do that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's why I say, I just think that the savvy financial play has always been to merge with the Mountain West in whatever capacity that works out to be. And then from there, you have to reevaluate the landscape, right? Like, it shouldn't be a thing where if you merge with the Mountain West, you're like, oh, my God, we have a new home. Yeah, sure, you have a new home, but it's an apartment that you're going to live in for five minutes, right? Yeah. We, we need to get on to what actually is the, the permanent 10-year, 12-year, 15-year home of Stanford and the rest of these universities. And and I just think that, you know, the other thing no one ever talks about, this is unhealthy for college athletics. Like, you, you can't have Stanford being in a position where they went from being a P5 to now being in the Mountain West and and not really being relevant. Because, again, what's, what's San Diego State fan going to say? What's Boise State fan going to say if Oregon State jumps into the Mountain West? 
well, dude, we're just as good as Oregon State. Why, why are we not a P5, right, when Oregon State tries to join a new conference after the Mountain West? That's what's going to happen. So that's why I say if you're the Mountain West school right now, the San Diego States, the Boise States, whoever you want to point to, you want this to happen because now you have leverage. Now you can say, hey, they jumped into our conference. Does that not mean that we're kind of in that same conversation? If you have facilities, if you've done some winning, like that's that's where this conversation's headed. Yeah. So I don't know if we repackage it around the pack or if it's just them joining the Mountain West, but that's really the only option that works out because you're not going to absorb flying across the country. That's just not going to work. Well, And what you're also not going to have is consistent access to things like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You're not going to have the benefit of the doubt. Oh, well, they were in the Pac-12. Well, the Pac-12 is a G5, right? Like you're this this six plus six or five plus seven model that's going on around the college football playoff. You guys, this is not a small conversation. It, it, I, I implore you to really consider what is at stake here. Are, are we talking about giving the top 12 teams in the country access to the college football playoff? No, we're not. We are talking about the top four at this point, conference champions, all of the P4s, the, they're in, right? Well, now you have eight more spots. Who does that go to? Well, I think right now what the G5 is fighting for is, hey, the, the highest ranked G5 conference champion gets in. Period. End of story. Okay, I'm down with that. Well, now you're down to seven spots. Is that just the next seven highest ranked teams in the country? That's what the G5 is trying to get away from. Yeah. The G5 wants an at-large bid, and they want an automatic qualifier. And I don't, I don't know that, that the, the P4, the remaining four conferences, are going to want to give that up. Well, yeah, I mean, the question is why? What have you done to deserve that? What, what have you done? And again, I'm not saying I'm on the side of the power conferences here, but if you're them, that's your angle. Hey, what have you done to be saying that you deserve an auto bid and an at-large bid? Like, that's not that's not how this works. I mean, again, I, I have yeah. to agree. Like, certainly the G5, you know, the G5s are going to get one auto bid. I, I have to think that. The highest ranked yeah. conference champion yeah. in the G5 will get in. And so I'd have no doubt about that. Yeah, and so if you have that, then I, I think it should just be, hey, the best of the rest. I, I, I just is what I it think, is. I think if you are the G5, this is where that, okay, well, then play nine conference games comes in. Totally agree. Play 10 conference games. Level the games. field, dude. Level the field, if bro. You're, if you're only going to give us one, we need to knock you motherfucking down a couple pegs. Mm -hmm. Right? Alabama and Georgia need to play every year. Ohio State needs to make sure that they play SC and Oregon and Michigan every year. That's a requirement. Right? They want, that's what this game is about. That's the game we're playing now. The G5 wants the ability to hurt the P4 as much as possible. If you're not going to give us our, our top-ranked you know, conference champion and an at-large bid, you guys need to play nine or ten conference games. Yep, That's the argument here because it's just like this year in the Pac-12. You are going to see the Pac-12 is going to eat itself. You're going to see how loyal a hungry dog really is. In the Pac-12, because they will eat each other. Yeah. Next year in the in the Big Ten, they will eat each other. N this year in the Big 12, eh, maybe a little bit. Next year in the Big 12, they will eat each other. Yeah. 
but the SEC doesn't have to because they don't force you. They don't force you to infight. Yeah, you have. You look at Georgia's schedule this year. Just hand them a college football semifinal spot. It'd be a shocking loss if they were not in. Yeah. If they lose a game this year, I would be really stunned. Yep. I, I, I would be. Yeah, and I think it's a huge problem for the college football playoff model. I mean, just generally speaking. I mean, again, I, I, I'm I always for parity. I'm always for yeah. level playing field. I'm always for that. But I think at the same time, like, because it, it goes both ways, right? Like, you know, this year in Major League Baseball, the Yankees are our last place team. I think that's really good for Major League Baseball for one season. Every other season, the Yankees need to be the best team in baseball, right? But for one season, I don't want Georgia in the college football playoff. I want them to lose on a last-second field goal, and we all get to cry a river over Kirby and super speeders not being in the playoff anymore. Totally right? agree. Like, that's good for one year, but the problem is the current model does not permit that. They basically get – they already get the auto bid because they're winning the SEC with an easy-ass schedule, and then Alabama's got to find a way. And and that's what, that's what I have an issue with. I, I mean – Look, it has to be G5s or not included. Like, it has to be level. You, you can't have Ohio State playing one quality opponent. That doesn't work. And yeah. I don't know why we allow it. Totally agree. Uh, all right. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Please hit subscribe if you are not. Um, let's give away a $25 gift card to one of the members of our exclusive Instagram group. Why not? Um, I'm just going to open up this list. Here's our Here's the Instagram group right here. And I'm just going to throw down, and I am going to stop on Greg Hawkins. Greg Hawkins, a Utah fan. Wow. Greg, you just won a $25 gift card to Amazon. Why? Because you support the show. You're in our Instagram members only group. Uh, you're active in the chat. We appreciate you very much. Greg Hawkins, congratulations. DM Jake, DM Jake, who's also going to put it in the uh, members only group that because Greg Hawkins is a member, he just won a $25 gift card to Amazon. You too can do that. Maybe I'm bribing you. Consider hitting the join button. For $9.99 a month, you can uh, join the show. Uh, that gets you into our members-only Instagram chat, which is fantastic. We play prize picks in there every day, which we'll get to in an hour. Uh, but the other thing that we do is we just chit-chat. We talk all the time about sports, whether it's the NBA, NFL, college football, you name it. It's a great group of dudes for two for a dollar ninety nine, two bucks a month. All of your comments get highlighted right here on the show. Um, but yeah, we always take care of our members first. And so. by the way, by the way, if you're not a member, please hit the subscribe button. We're chopping down thirty thousand, twelve hundred subs to go. Yeah, can Let's you guys believe? Done, can you guys believe that we are at twenty eight thousand eight hundred and seventy one subscribers? Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Come on. 1,129 subscribers from 30,000. Let's go. Uh, Giggity says, let's go, Greg. Um, James Knight says, random selection. Not. Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. Because the best thing about, and I don't, I don't know why I'm going to explain this to you. The best thing about Instagram, you guys, I can just flick the page. Do you guys see that rolling? I can just flick the page and hit one. And, and it'll be, you know, like, let me, I'll do it again so you guys can see it. Uh, let's see, right there. Uh, James per Perrine. James Perrine. I don't know who that is. Who the f*** is that uh, guy? I haven't heard from James lately. Or <laughs> look at that, Jeremy Bolton, who I golfed, golfed with on Saturday. Like, it's not hard to randomly pick a member in our group. We do it. 
all the time. All right, let's get your comments in here on the Monty Show, but not before we take our daily buck shot let's right go. here. Bucked up the official energy uh, provider of the Monty Show. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty20 to get 20% off your purchase of $20 or more. Or no, just 20% off your purchase. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Papa Murphy's Pizza. I get the two. I run the two together. Uh, Buckedup.com. Monty20 to get 20% off at checkout. There you go. It's a buckshot, guys. Super easy. 200 milligrams caffeine, but it gives you a mental lift. I love it. We always power through the show with it. Same way you can power through your job, whether it is a pivot table, a meeting. Uh, Maybe you just need a little more patience. Maybe the kids are having a crazy wild hair day today. That's okay. Chill out. Maybe you're in Florida and you're at home because of the hurricane and you just need a little patience. Give yourself a a buckshot. That way you'll have a little more mental clarity. It's all good. calming down. Anybody notice I have on a red shirt today? Yeah, dude. Come on, bro. You're breaking the streak here, bro. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. In the description below, you can get a free sampler pack of their buck bars. Hook it up right now. Let's see. Who's in today? Cleveland Rocks, first comment today, $5. Ready for another great show, gentlemen. Thank you. Let's go. RB, $2. Utes game plan for tomorrow with the news. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, this is brutal. Um, Utah quarterback Cam Rising and tight end uh, Brant Keithy are out for tomorrow, according to Pete Thamel at ESPN. I think they run the ball a lot. I think Jaquindon Jackson now becomes a central figure. Bryson Barnes will start at quarterback. They're not going to change much. They are going to rely on that offensive line in the running game, and they're going to lean heavily on that defense, and they are going to try and score one more point than Florida. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line. I don't know that the game plan changes that much, if we're being honest. Well, and I think there's – I mean, let's be, let's be really honest here for all the Utah fans out there. I, I don't think this needs to be a, a, a full-on, you know, rainy day here. I mean, let's be honest. Florida's well, trying to replace Anthony Richardson. There's big questions about Florida's ability to win games on the road. Like, it's not as though Florida's coming in here and they're just some juggernaut. I mean, I agree that Florida's a quality program, and certainly, you know, you, you would like to beat Florida after last year's misstep, <laughs> if we want to be nice. Yeah, but I, Graham, Graham Mertz is a really average quarterback. This yeah. is... This is, I mean, the guy completes 59% of his passes over his career. Like, this is not somebody that this Utah defense is going to fear at all. Yeah, this feels like one of those games where Kyle Whittingham has told his defense, get get turnovers. Like, if, you can get, if, if the defense gets two turnovers in this game, dude, the Utes have a great chance to win the game. And you it, have to force Florida to throw the ball. Yeah. Stop the run. If you're the Utah Utes defense, you're going to force force Mertz to beat you. There's yeah. there's just no doubt about that. That's how you handle business if you're the Utah defense. So I don't think it changes much at all, honestly. Lance Johnson gives us $2. Justin Steele just saying, boom, two days in a row. Who's Chaboy? Who's Chaboy on the prize picks? Two days in a row undefeated. This guy the right dynasty here. dynasty is not over. No, it's not. Prize picks coming up in an hour. Tell you, you got to you, mm, get the link below in the description Use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit and matching up to $100. By the way, if you were in our member group, you'd already have our prize picks. Just saying. Yeah, you would. Just saying. Could have locked you. in before the game started. Prize today. picks, daily fantasy. All you have to do is choose more or less. I have been red hot this week. 
Lance and I are riding the Justin Steele train. Go Cubs. Cubs win today. Yeah. Who gave you Cody Bellinger? That's what I'm saying. JC, Fresno State uh, slash Univision in business for one game, all exclusive on Spanish only linear TV. Potential new future long term source to. Eh. A, tier three is non existent anymore. Yeah. Tier three does not exist in college football. Um, Univision is a very situational setup. In Fresno, in California, where the Latino Spanish speaking population is significant, absolutely that makes Facts. sense. Yeah. Does that make sense for Boise? No. No, it does not. Does that make sense for a lot like Utah State? No, it does not. It's it's situational. With all due respect, JC, I, Fresno Fresno State makes a heck of a lot of sense to be in business with you. Yeah, dude. It's all about demographic. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Kyle A., a new member of the show, oh, Kyle A. Kyle. Let's go, Kyle A. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for joining the membership. Speaking of which, Corey Erickson, a member for two months now. Corey, thank you. Just subscribe. The content here needs to be spread. Come on, everyone. Thanks, guys. No, appreciate you, Corey. Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. Make sure you you guys hit the like button. We appreciate that very much. Thank you. Uh, Joseph Luarez. Joseph, how are you? Always good to see you, friend. He gives us $5. I know is, all I know is the Mountain West has two home games on CBS in week one, and the AAC's best game exposure is on ESPNU in week one. Who has better national exposure? Well, Well, the, the Mountain West does. And I think that exposure gets better with the addition of those four teams in the pack. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think there's any doubt that George Klyavkov's out of the picture. Our sources have told us for weeks that he is simply a, a, a caretaker manager, essentially. After the envelope calculations. Yeah. I mean, my guy's doing paperwork and facilitating operations. That's it. He is not having a, a, a formal voice in the you know it, it, it in the formation of the new conference yeah he earned that too there's no doubt and by the way um i can't remember who re- heather dinich at espn the college football insider i think said it that gloria navarez and george klyavkov were walking around today and people were like oh my god they're negotiating they're old friends gloria navarez used to work for george klyavkov so they know each other quite well i they're not negotiating they, they are not. James Knight, what happened to the Johnny Cash Black? You know what, man? I got on the scale this morning, and I yeah. lost four more pounds after golf and actually played, I actually played decent golf this morning. So I decided, hey, let's pull out a shirt that hasn't fit. The red one fit. Oh. Also pulled out the red shades. Okay. Because why not have synergy yeah. in the shade game? Yeah. In the shirt game, I even got on the yeah. Jordan 1 lows that are red yeah. today. Yeah. You know, y'all feel me? Synergy, bro. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's what good-looking dudes do. Jim Choi, how do you know if that's really bucked-up drink? What do, you, what do mean you mean? If it's really bucked-up drink? Yeah, what does that mean, dude? Like a buck. Sh- Not everything's a conspiracy theory. Uh, Christopher Shannon, who deleted my comment? I, I don't know. Did you? Uh, Bryce Martin, you guys uh, showing your support for Utah with those shirts? Yeah, we didn't even talk about yeah, it. I never even, even thought to. about that. Oh, I never even thought about that. 
Never even, damn, never even thought about that. Well, it's not even Thursday yet. I mean, it's not game day. Rhett Williams, y'all headed to the game. We got live Gator. We are cooking up for the tailgate. (laughs) We are not headed to the game. Bro, is that for real or are you joking, dude? Oh, Utah Pig Bus is doing, there's no doubt Utah Pig Bus, who is the best tailgater in the state, I think. Uh, Utah Pig Bus is doing Gator tomorrow. Really? Yeah. No doubt about it. I've never had Gators. No. Is Gator good? Has anybody in the comments had Gator? I don't know. Like, does it is it one of those deals where it tastes like chicken, or what's the deal? I, I don't know. Uh, James Knight says Monty gave a random Amazon card. Why are you so convinced that? Uh, did we talk about that before no. the show? No, no, literally, you just did it. No. I just did it yeah. because you guys have supported us so unbelievably. Why are you so sure that I wouldn't do that? Old Greg, way to go, AA Ron. Thanks for donating memberships. Oh, oh did we get some donated memberships? Did we? Oh, uh, let's see. Yes. Aaron Wilson gave one gifted membership. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Appreciate you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron Wilson. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Aaron's another random winner, you know. Yeah, just tickets, random. You know, just rando. Why would we just, why, and why would we pick Greg Hawkins? I, I Like, I could have picked anybody off a list. Like, what? Well, yeah. You know, I, it's just so weird. Uh, oh, asked Monty. I was just explaining to him. Okay. Uh, what's up, Teddy Wayman? Good to see you. The tile king of Utah. So is there really Rowdy Runner? Or excuse me, UCF Eats Gators refer to December 2021. Yes. Damn. Rowdy Runner says Gator is great. Have you guys is really had really? Gator? Is that like a true thing? I have no idea if that's true. Hawkeye fan in Indy. Uh, no, it's good to eat. It tastes like Gator light meat. Very mild. Huh. Really? But like. And I'm being serious here. Is it more like fishy or like in texture? Is it more like chicken? Gator tail is bomb AF. Is it really? Wow, dude. I didn't know that gator was a thing. God, just the mental part of that. I don't know that I like that. Mike Smith. Yes, frog legs are better. What? I like like snake knees better. See, snake knees. Aaron Wilson. What's up, my guy? I've, I've had gator several ways cooked well. It's phenomenal. Wow. Really? I'm assuming people deep fry gator as well. Oh, come on. Come on. The Todd father. It's garbage. (laughs) Knock it off. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody get on my level. I don't know if I could do it. If you lied to me and said, hey, here's some chicken. I'd be like, oh, cool. I love chicken. I'd snatch that shit. It'd be great. (laughs) And then you'd be like, by the way, fat ass, that was gator. (laughs) Okay, I could eat it that way. Hmm. Teddy says, I've heard gator is good. And you're a hunter. Teddy's a hunter. So. Man, this is crazy, dude. I didn't know that people eating gator was this big a deal. I mean, you like crawfish or like frog legs, certainly. I mean, we all know what Jameis did. Like, come on, dude. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Could you eat uh, snake? You think? What about no, snake? No. God, all snakes should be shot. <laughs> uh, I hate snakes. Dude, I, I almost lost my shit at 3 o'clock this morning in my bathroom. I wandered into my bathroom, uh, you know, for to have a conversation with nighttime pee guy, and there was a spider, a red spider on my wall. Dude, in opposition. That thing lived. He a- was discouraging you from peeing. Yeah, because I took out I took out a medicine bottle and smashed that. Bro. What is red like your color now? Red spiders, red shirts, shoes, and chairs. I don't know. Bryce Smart, my dad swears that gator is good and it's more like chicken. Really? See, see what I mean? Gator's more like chicken. Cougar tracks. Gator tastes like chicken. See? Philip. Gator, awesome. Like lobster. 
Conference Commissioner Gumby, I've had Gatorade. Okay. Dude, can, can we please get a message to every convenience store in the country? Grape Gatorade. Zero. I want it. Please. Uh, Arizona Sun Salad. Who wants Utah to boat race the Gators? I do. Facts. Why do people hate Florida? I don't know when Florida, like, are people confusing? Like, I understand why people don't necessarily like Florida State right now. Yeah. There's some controversy there. Okay, I kind of get that. But why are people hating on Florida? Is it is it the Urban Liar thing? It it could be. I think Utah fan Utah fan doesn't like Florida for obvious reasons. I mean, I I and I think that Florida's just not likable right now. You know, Tim Tebow's not a Florida anymore. You know what I mean? So like, it's not it's not the same deal. Okay. I right, look look man, I'm with it. Well yeah, and donuts. Gator goes good with blue cheese. Stop. Guy. That's disgusting. Hey, you start talking shit. That is disgusting. Gator, nothing goes well with blue cheese. Shooter Texas, rattlesnake is way better than gator meat any day of the week. Never had rattlesnake. <laughs> Never had it. Aaron yeah. Wilson, gator texture is like chicken. Is it really? Wow. When the fuck, when did you, guy, you're in Texas. When did you have gator? Like, when, when would you have, a, is it on the menu somewhere? Like, when did you have gator, Aaron? That's, I'm fascinated Oh, backyard cookout or something? Stop. Cougar tracks, gator tail is the best. Is not that like hot confused. Florida fans? Not to be confused with Cougar Tail. That's, a, that's an honor code violation. James Knight. <laughs> the red looks better than the blue, Monty. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Uh, Rhett Williams. I got prize picks locked for the Ute game. I would love to share during prize picks segment. Share them now. Yeah, dude. Rhett Williams, by the way, is a great prize picker. Great prize picker. Uh, Mike Smith. Rattlesnake is not good. Too greasy and gritty. Oh. Dude, that's disgusting, bro. Because it's Dude. garbage. Kurt Myers, Gator Nugget. <laughs> bro. How did we lose? The, how did we get hijacked on this show? Mitch uh, True Biscuit in honor of Monty, Gator Sausage. No, 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 no. no. Do you, do you put I'm not the, doing that. Do you put that on your Papa Murphy's pizza? Dude. Oh. Oh. Bryce Martin, that's the only way I've ever seen it eaten, Jake, is fried. It's not fishy or slimy, but rather tender like chicken. So everybody's yeah, see, on the yeah, you gator is it. like chicken. Yeah, you got to deep fry gator, dude. If so, it's like chicken, you got to deep fry So it. is this the super chicks thing? Yeah, I guess so. Bacavo. Yeah. <laughs> not Bacavo. No. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, chicken cooked well is phenomenal. A lot of things cooked well are phenomenal. Gator is all right. Phenomenal. I love that we're having a gator is mid argument in the comment section. I love it. Like... Listen, if you're going to hijack the show, it might as well be over. Hey, man, it's serious. Guys, 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 guys. Lopes Van Gabe rolled in here one day on the show many moons ago. Hey, man, <laughs> if hot dogs or sandwiches are a cereal soup. <laughs> Aaron Wilson, uh, gator nuggets are good. Dude, bro, what? Jeremy Callahan, crawfish. Now you're talking. Now you're, no. Crayfish. Do you guys eat crayfish? Oh, no. Nah. Uh, Jay Lewis, Gator Nuggets. No. Okay. LV Seminole, Gator is really good. Man, this is crazy. This is wild. Dude, I've never had Gator. Corey Erickson had Crocodile. Big difference. Crocodile's a little different than a Gator. Had Crocodile in Africa, but no Gator. Lots of species. Not sure what the meat would be like. Spices? Lots of spices. Not sure what the meat would be like without the spices. Yeah, I think you got a Spice Gator, dude. Yeah, you got to spice okay. that thing. Uh, Gregory Cohn, 
The Big 12 and their fans viscerally hate Cal and Stanford. That would never, they would never add them. By the way, not, and I, maybe I undersold the lead. Um, talking to people around the Big 12, they're not expanding. I don't know where this whole thing came from that, oh, the Big 12 is going to expand at. We never reported that. I was talking to somebody who's like, why are you guys reporting that? We never reported that. I want to make something very clear. And we said it on the show yesterday. We said ESPN lobbied the Big 12 on behalf of Stanford and Cal. Not the other four, Stanford and Cal. The Big 12 said absolutely not. We're not doing that. And we told you when they added the four corners, they're at 16 and they're staying at 16. They want, I think they want flexibility. And I think they want to make sure that when expansion hits their conference next year, in reality, that they executed at a very high level. Because it's all part of the plan. I'm, I'm telling you now, there's not a P4 out there that wants to go to 20. Yeah. Nobody wants that battle. Nope. It, it is. Not for Stanford and Cal, they don't want Ooh. that battle. Uh, T. Higgins is a badass. You can get Gator at Papadou's in Texas. Can you really? Guys, 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 guys. Uh, Corey Erickson, I already read that one. Monty Rattlesnake is awesome. Dude, I can't. I cannot. Yeah, what? Well, I don't want to, dude. I don't want to be, dude. I don't want Rattlesnake coming out the other side. There was dude, a, have, do you guys follow the account Nature is Metal oh. on Instagram? Oh, if you don't. Awesome account. I'm for real. There was a King Cobra versus like one of those kimono looking dragon things. Yeah, yeah. And this Cobra was just, <laughs> now he lost. Kimono Dragon was like, dude, that's that's cute. Let me rip you in half now. But I want nothing to do with snakes. I want absolutely nothing to do with snakes. Yeah, not not a lot, not a little. Uh, Mitch Trubiscuit, Jake the Snake. Well, that's a name we've heard. Yeah, they have. Shooter Texas, Deep Fried Rattlesnake. It's dang good bro, stuff. Bro, Texas is wild, bro. So y'all have crocodile, gator, snake, frog legs, crawfish. Like, what don't you have? No. Like, what's not on the menu in no, Texas? Hell no. Uh, Bryce Martin, rattlesnake tequila. Oof. I used to love tequila. I'm not a big tequila guy, dude. Give me good tequila. Ooh. Uh, rattlesnake is mid. I'm from Snyder near Sweetwater. There you go. Uh, Cali Hawk. Gator is kind of gamey. Is it? Gamey. Oh, the word gamey with me. <laughs> hey, how's your burger? Oh, a little gamey. Gonna have to go sit on the shitter for a while. <laughs> right? Like, that's oh. when you hear the word gamey. Oh. You just, like, don't your, tell me that your intestines don't cramp. <laughs> yeah, you hear the word gamey, you're like, oh, you squeeze your thighs together. Dude, I, nah, right? bro. You did, yeah, you nah, do. Nah. Brandon Unruh, go to any Cajun restaurant and they have gator on the menu. Oh, dear. It's a great appetizer. So Gator must be huge in like Louisiana, right? Like has to be. Devery Davis, where are you? Yeah, dude, where's my boy Devery at? He, he, he would know. Uh, Cali Hawk, not like chicken. Okay. See, now I'm starting to think because now we're getting some <laughs> diversity in feedback. Because some people are saying it's, quote, gamey. Other people are saying it's crispy like a chicken nugget. This sounds like, as usual, it's how you cook it. By the way, with all due respect, I'm not a Utah fan. Honest to God. <laughs> God, you guys. 
Dude pulls out a, a shirt. One day, I wear a red, <laughs> one fucking day, I wear a red shirt, and you guys want to like, oh, yeah, it's pro. Hey, toss the U up, like the U. I love that show. I am not, <laughs> I don't hate Utah by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, you said the camerizing sucks. Notre Dame, our mother, bro. I'm a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> Your shirt says otherwise. <laughs> well, Notre Dame, our mother. Yeah, pray for us. I'm telling you now. <laughs> one day, I, I, I golfed this morning. I went home from golf. Got on the scale, I had lost four more pounds. I was like, hot damn. I was flipping through my closet, and to be honest, I did my laundry last night, so some of my shirts were damp. I knew today would be shitty. And so, <laughs> thank you. So I said, okay, well. Oh my God. Let's try the red one on, because it hasn't fit. Because I'm. And it's a power color, and you know. Yeah, whale's vagina over here. So um, I put on the red one, and it fit great. And I was like, we're doing this. We are doing this. And then everybody's like, oh, go Utes. No, bro. It, it, and the same thing Here happens. I, I wear my blue one and people are like, oh, great. Now he's yeah. a goddamn Mormon. Back you're, old, blue you're an old Mormon and you're dying soon. <laughs> Remember that whole thing on, we in the comment section? Today? Like, dude, come on. Bro, it's just come hilarious, on. dude. Um, Big 12 all-tech sports fan. Please don't ever wear that shirt again on TV. It looks god-awful on you. Damn, bro. Fucking A. Dude, Thank chill, you. bro. Appreciate that. Uh, Monty, classic Red Raider fan. There you go. See, now you're a Texas Tech fan. There you go, dude. Pew, pew. Yeah, see? Um, wow. Wow. Okay. It, 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 where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, a AZ Sun Salad. Monty, stick with the Johnny Cash look. Thanks. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm fat. We get it. Um, right here. Slap Nuts RC. <laughs> can see what where this show's going today. Uh, Notre Dame licks starfish. Oh, that's different than Gator, though, right? Shooter Texas. Best stuff on earth. Axis venison steaks. Best Texas hill country fair. Okay. Uh, uh, Cougar tracks. Um, Monty, you're a closet Utah fan. You caught me. <laughs> I've tried to hide it for so long. I just had to be me. Yeah. Stop. Jay Baller, you who? Exactly. Johnny Cash in red. Thank you. Bigfoot. Any game meat um, can have a gamey aftertaste. Oh. Scock. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> it's one day. Why aren't we saying this? I have a red canteen. Why aren't we saying that about me? Jeremiah says, wreck them. Thank you, Jeremiah. Guy puts Tanner, on a different color Tanner shirt. Tanner says, Monty, that shirt looks good on you. Thanks. Brown nosy. Salamini. If you go to San Diego, go to Tioli's Crazy Burger. Everything on the menu has a burger. Gator, antelope, ostrich, rabbit. Oh, I'll be in dude. San Diego next week. Rick Forrester, I hope. Houston Cougar Red. There you go. Hey. 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 How about my boy? How about Dana. my boy? Dana Holgerson got loose. Buddy went in. Now, because, you know, his radio show is behind a paywall. <laughs> so Dana Holgerson was asked by a fan during his radio show. Hey, Dana. Um, guys, 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 guys. I'm a little disappointed, Coach, that Texas and Texas A&M have left the Big 12. Dana wasn't here for that. Hmm. Dana essentially said, screw Texas and Texas A&M. They kept us out of the conference for 30 years. You want to be disappointed? Great. I don't care about those guys. He basically went Max Hall poured beer on my family. Okay, fuck you. How's that? Yeah. 
I hate them. I hate their fans. I hate everything about Texas and Texas. A&M. Dude, it's true. I mean, it's absolutely true. Oh, he's going to lose to UTSA on Saturday. That's probably going to happen. But who doesn't like Dana Holgerson? How do you not like this guy? I mean, guy? he's got that energy, dude. I mean, again, you want your head coach to just be a gas can, man. Dude, he is awesome. He is awesome. I'm a man. Dana Holgerson is what's right. Yes, dude. With college football. Like like recently, I think about head coaches that have been right. Dude, Dilly at ASU has been right. Dana Holgerson, damn well been right. You know? Uh, Prime, dude. Prime has been right lately. Dude has been on fire. Yeah. Dana Holgerson is what's right with college football. Yes. Do they lose to UTSA? No, They're a point and a half on. dog against you. And isn't that game in Houston? I don't know. Yeah, They're a dog against UTSA. They're That's crazy. UTSA. Come on. Uh, Teddy Wayman, Elkmead is the best. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, uh, Big Red. OG Gary, as long as it's not the black and blue shirt you wear, that, that shit mad bowling shirt. Because wow. it's garbage. Damn. That is a Callaway. Dude. That blue and black shirt that I wear. That's a that's one of the best Callaway golf shirts they make. Yeah, dude, that's a nice golf shirt, dude. And it's not thinning at all. It makes no, it's, no, it's when really you're fat, no, you you look fat. Uh, Hero seventy five for two dollars. He had Gator jerky once. It was pretty good, dude. <laughs> wow. What are we missing on Gator? Like, like what? <laughs> I, I'm fifty fucking years old. And all of a sudden on the show to him, I'm a man. bro, you haven't lived in Chevy eating that gator meat. Go down on a gator, bro. It's the best meat you've ever had. So get your facts straight. Damn. I'm not doing it. If for all my friends in Florida, hey, I hope you guys are cool. Please, seriously. Dude, that storm surge is not playing around. Love all our guys in Florida. It's one of the biggest markets on the show. We appreciate every one of you. Please be careful with this storm. Uh, and second of all, don't eat gator. Because I, I don't think I could do it. Um, Slap Nuts RC. It's becoming one of my favorite <laughs> avatars, awesome too, by name, the way. dude. Yeah, look at his avatar right there. You, you Yeah. Um, no BS. Thought this was a Utah Ute show, a base show. Great show. Even better now. How, <laughs> man? How? How? Can a dude just wear a red shirt guy, without being judged? Really, okay, Slap Nuts, dude. Bro, I'm sorry. Back. Did you say Slap Nuts? Yeah, dude's name is Slap Nuts over here. <laughs> Uh, go back to different shows, like, you know, the, earlier in the week. My guy wears a black shirt every day. Every day. Literally, the first day he rolls out in a red shirt, everyone loses I'll their I'll go you, bro. Like, like, come on, dude. Yes, you did. I take, yes, I have a you did. On underneath. I mean, I, I, yeah. Amazing. I don't know. Absolutely amazing. You guys are awesome. You guys are absolutely awesome. Um, this hour of the Machi Show, as always, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TryDayTrading.com, you guys, it was awesome. Um, he asked to remain anonymous, but I talked to a, a graduate who is now a full-time day trader because he went to TryDayTrading.com. Uh, good DM sesh last night. And he was talking about the fact that he's made real money, like life-changing money, day trading. And one of the things he said is, I would continue to tell people it doesn't matter if the market's up or if the market's down. Day trading is always a good way to make money. And I tell you guys that a lot. It doesn't matter if the, the market's shooting up or shooting down. You're going to make money on day trading. And the other thing about tri-day trading, they're going to give you a full 30-day trial membership for $10 worth of a charitable donation. You give them 10 bucks, they donate it to charity. It's a tax write-off for you. But in that 30-day trial, 
you get the entire kit and caboodle, all the high-level coaching, all the teaching, all the processing, everything you need to know to become an elite day trader, they're giving it to you for 10 bucks. Go and get it right now, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. And then when you graduate the Triday program, they fund a trading account for you. You trade with their money, not your money, and you keep 80% of the profit on the money that you make. It's a win-win for everybody, tridaytrading.com. Let's reset the news cycle for you. Obviously, the big game of the week, uh, at least tomorrow night, is Utah hosting Florida. And what has been really, I think, put off as a get-back game for the Utah Utes. Last year, you know, we were in Florida a year ago at this time, and Utah played terribly at the Swamp. Cam Rising missed a throw at the end of the game that would have won it for the Utes, <coughs> and now he's going to miss every throw because Pete Thamel at ESPN is reporting that Cam Rising and Brant Keithy are doubtful, and others around the uh, program are reporting that Keithy and Rising are out for Utah there is no question that Brant Keithy and Cam Rising are the two most important offensive players for the Utes. There's no doubt. Now, does this mean that Utah cannot win that game? No, it does not. In fact, I would still buy yourself into Utah if you're on that side of the line. If you're now, if you can buy that line down, if you can get it at a point and a half, if you can get it at, at three, I would be much more comfortable than the four and a half I saw this afternoon. But there is no doubt in my mind that Jaquindon Jackson, the running back at Utah, and this Utah offensive line, they're going to be the stars of the offense. And there is no doubt in my mind that they are coming for Mertz and Florida Gators offense. They are going to blitz. They are going to get aggressive. This Utah defense, I think arguably they have the best secondary on the West Coast. Cole Bishop is a guy that you've never heard of, but you're going to know his name by the time the season's over. I think he's one of the best safeties in the country. This is one of the best defenses in the country. I don't think this is a death note for Utah in any way, shape, or form. But, Jake, this is certainly shocking news on the eve of the season opener for the Utah Utes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, Cam Rising is someone that that I feel like still has some proving to do uh, in bigger games. You know, I, I think that he is as reliable as they, they come when he's playing. But at the same time... The guy gets hurt at seemingly critical moments in the season. If Utah goes out and wins the Rose Bowl last year against Penn State, we're having a completely different conversation about Utah's fate in college football expansion, in my opinion. Yes. But he didn't do that. He got hurt, tore the ACL. It is what it is. So for me, I, I, I just look at this situation, and on one hand, Utah fan could have big sticker shock. Hey, these guys are out. You know, this this feels like we lost our best players. Sure, that's true. On the other hand, though, I look at, you know, Florida and I say, hey, they just lost Anthony Richardson. They're a very young team. Uh, and it's not as though they have a a world beater quarterback. And, totally and, agree. And I, I'm not impressed with Billy Napier's ability to win football games on the road. I, I mean. Well, and I, Graham Mertz is a guy that completes, not to be redundant, Graham Mertz, who's the starting quarterback for Florida, completes 59% of his passes over his career. Yeah. So this is not a guy that's going to throw you to a win. And I, and if I had to bet dollars to donuts, that Utah defense is going to force them to throw the ball. Because, mm -hmm. again, that Utah secondary is very good. And I think this Utah front seven will stop the run, and they're going to force them to 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 throw the football. I, that's your key to victory if you're Utah on defense. Your thoughts on that certainly are welcome. Uh, if you have not yet, please give us a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. That really helps the channel grow. 
Uh, we are rapidly approaching, um, thir- I can't even believe I'm going to say it, 30,000 subscribers on the show. We're at 28,904. Let's go. Wow, 1,096 subs to Let's go. Let's go. Um, I think the big non-Pac-12 football news is that the Pac-12 is actually not dead yet. I think this is a fascinating story. Oregon and Washington State have been aggressively um, chasing options to keep this conference name alive. I think, obviously, we've all heard about the AAC in the Mountain West. Uh, sources this afternoon told me that that there is unquestionably momentum uh, with the Mountain West. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that Gloria Navarez was at the College Football Playoff Committee meeting today. Uh, and symbolically walking with George Klyovkov, which tells you she don't give a damn what nobody thinks. Pack 10. Which I say, congratulations, Gloria. Well done, as usual. Um, But I think this question about what's a more viable partnership and what makes more sense for these remaining schools, whether it be Stanford and Cal uh, or Oregon State and Washington State, I, I don't think there's any doubt, frankly, that where their priorities lie, it's the Mountain West. And I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, better football or... That's all well and good. Football in the Mountain West is not bad. And when you add Oregon State and Washington State at a minimum, you're going to bring value. The other proposition that is so important here is remaining flexible. If you are Scott Barnes at Oregon State and you're talking about the fact that you want to play in big football games and you want P5 status, remaining flexible is going to be critical. And the fact that the TV contract in the Mountain West is up in three years The fact that they have very engaged and good television partnerships in the Mountain West is significant with CBS and Fox. And the fact that there's been a willingness from CBS to negotiate and have conversations about adding more money or expanding that partnership, I think that's incredibly important. The problem for the AAC and one that nobody seems to have an answer to is how do you fix the financial plight of the remaining four schools in the the Pac-12? And I think the answer is you can't because even if you add money to your television deal, you are still going to be a lost leader for those remaining schools. There is higher travel. There is higher human cost because they have to add educational infrastructure. They're going to have to add online infrastructure to help their athletes who are going to have to travel further distances for longer amounts of time. It doesn't make as much sense to merge with the AAC as it does the Mountain West. And I think the other thing that is painfully obvious, Gloria Navarez is a a really good commissioner who knows the landscape of the West Coast. I think that matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, I agree with everything you said. And I I just think that it's unfortunate the financial, you know, implications, ramifications of these decisions because, again, these schools out on the West Coast are not really in a position to be like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. That's not really the case. I mean, Stanford has the endowment for athletics. So I guess if you want to work that angle, you can. Like, hey, they can afford to go out east. That is true. But the ACC is not going to expand with one team. Like, there's a lot of different ways that you could go about this. But the reality of the situation is staying out west is better for everyone involved. And I I don't mean to be repetitive with everything he just said, but I think it's it's a situation where – Again, the best play, in my opinion, is to find that merger with the Mountain West, uh, put a Band-Aid on the situation, buy yourself some time, 
and let's see where realignment goes because I'm telling you, we're hardly uh, uh, done with conferences changing sizes and growing and shrinking and, you know, that whole situation. I mean, that landscape is ever-evolving. So if three years from now the ACC grant of rights breaks, you know, somehow, some way, uh, Stanford's going to be looking really nice. Oregon State's going to be looking really nice. And all they have to do is survive. And that's why I say I think the Mountain West angle is by far the the most attractive angle. They could do the ACC. You could definitely do that. But I just think financially the Mountain West situation is a far easier, more efficient, probably probably without ha obviously having access to all the, the numbers and the P&L sheets, probably the more profitable situation, if we're being honest, because of the travel costs so and the human costs. So, yeah, I, I, I would go to the Mountain West, but, but again, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that you have this debate and so many people are on opposite sides of AAC versus Mountain West. And I, I, it makes too much sense. And this is just my opinion. It makes too much sense financially to merge with the Mountain West, not to seriously consider it and not to favor them. It's, it's not about better football necessarily. It's not about you know, uh, you know, TV contracts. Yes, the AAC makes $7 million a year per school. The Mountain West makes 4.2. Those numbers are not in dispute. But are you really telling me that you're going to be able to offset the human cost, the travel cost, the infrastructure that you're going to have to put in place to make this happen, it's just, it's too costly for universities that are taking a massive pay cut to do this. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's too costly. Um, but by the <laughs> way, one other thing I, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with is this college football playoff committee meeting today had this conversation about the Pac-12. And I think this is significant when we talk about keeping this brand intact. The college football playoff committee, I am told by sources close to the situation, talked about whether or not a reinvented new Pac-12 would keep a P5 designation. And if they did, would they get an AQ, an automatic qualifier to the college football playoff? The consensus, I think, is no, they would not. I don't think a decision was made. I don't think that there was a narrative created or a, or you know, a communication directive. I think they're talking about it. And I think the answer at the end of the day is going to be no. Because this 6 plus 6, 5 plus 7, 4 plus 8, when this 12-team college football playoff rolls out next year, the real question is, is the G5 going to get one automatic qualifier or two? Will they get an at-large? You know the P4s are all getting their conference champion into the college football playoff. I think we all know that. Is the highest rated G5 conference champion getting in? Yeah, I would think so. Does the G5 get a second spot? Um, I don't see how they don't. Because if you put four in, you put one in for the G5 conference champion, that's five. You put another one in, that's six. You've got half the field at AQ. Now you've got six at-large bids. And the question is, is that just the next six highest rated teams? Is that... You know, are you going to want to give more automatic qualifiers? I don't think so because that damages the P4s, right? Because you look at the expansion in the Big 12, in the Big 10, in the SEC, and who knows this ACC. I, I am personally of the belief ACC expansion's not dead. Right. I am. I, every day it goes by, I think it's less likely. Their call is, is 
from what sources tell us, going to be tomorrow. So we should have some finality by the end of the week, which is what Stanford and Cal have asked for. My guess is, my guess is, I think Stanford and Cal and SMU wind up in the ACC. 72 million reasons I can think of to make that happen. Right. But the bottom line is, that's going to significantly change, in my opinion, the voting structure of the College Football Playoff Committee. Because Swarbrick at, at, at Notre Dame carries significant voice in the ACC and significant voice in the college football playoff. Notre Dame, our mother. And I think that Notre Dame, as we push forward year after year, is going to be a little closer to joining the Big Ten. Yeah. Because one of the things the G5s are going to fight for is what I've been telling you for weeks. If you don't want to give us more spots, you're going to play more conference games. Well, and I think college football deserves for the SEC and the Big Ten and, and really just the power conferences, obviously, to be playing 10 conference games. I mean, I, I just don't understand the fight on it. Like, I don't it's, either. It's better for TV partners. It's better for for uh, scheduling, obviously. Uh, I just think it's better overall. And, and obviously, the big boys in college football at the university level don't want to do it because they want to continue to have cakewalks into the college football playoff. I get that. But again, you know, if Alabama plays 10 SEC games and conquers the world and Georgia missteps, that's going to be a really good narrative or vice versa or whatever. So I just, I don't know. I think we're headed for 10, 10, you know, conference games. But I just think that the big boys are going to push back until, you know, they can. But it really is the only lever that the G5 can pull. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest about it, the only lever the G5 can pull is forcing the the power four remaining conferences to play nine or ten games. Yeah. Because in the expanded Big Ten, that's going to make your road to the to the conference championship very difficult. I think you add Texas and and Oklahoma to the SEC, your road to the conference championship got just got more difficult. I think if you had Stanford and Cal, yeah, you probably didn't change your road to the, the conference championship very much. Right. But then what what about the Big Twelve? You're looking at a at eight new members of the Big 12 over two years that are awfully good at football. It's a Big 12! I think that the Big 12 just got significantly more difficult to win. Yeah. If you're TCU, if you are Texas Tech, if you are any of these teams, how are you not terrified of Utah coming into your conference and winning it in year one? Hmm. Because without Texas and Oklahoma, who's the big brother in the Big 12? And I know everybody's going to say, oh, you guys are assholes, you Utah fans. You mark my words. Utah will be in, in, in contention for this conference in a year. Yeah. And I would guess a year from now, there's going to be quite a few people who will pick Utah to win the Big 12 yeah. in the media poll. When we get to Big 12 football media days in Tarrant County, by the way, yeah, we know that Dallas is in Dallas County, you <laughs> assholes. <laughs> There was a dude well, last dude, night in the, in, the, in the YouTube comment section. Do you think these idiots know that Dallas is in Dallas County and nah, that AT, AT&T Stadium in Arlington is in Tarrant County? It's a running joke on the show, Grumbud. But people that aren't from here don't know. They don't know. They just eat gator meat and think it's chicken. Fucking idiots. Yeah, and we know hillbillies. that Dallas is in Dallas County. And yeah, we know that Chera World's in Tarrant County. We were there. Anyway. My point is, Utah's going to be one of the favorites to win this conference a year You think tomorrow at kickoff is not a big deal for next year? Seeing what this team's depth looks like? 
seeing what next year's seniors look like, you got something else coming. I would agree. Tomorrow's Jer an important day. Jeremy Callahan, Utah definitely will be in contention. So will K-State, who has won more New Year's Six Bowls than Utah, and TCU, who has won a college football playoff game. Well, nobody said they won't. No, There, there was no, there was no um, comment of disparagement against other teams yeah. or universities. I was simply stating an opinion that Utah's going to be in con contention for this conference. Yeah. And I think they will have one of the best teams in the conferences for the next five years. Yeah. I think they, I think Utah had as a much clearer path to the college football playoff now. Certainly. Because they don't have to fight USC. They don't have to fight Oregon and Washington. They're not. Are you? It, I, I continue to ask you, what is Oklahoma State? What is Oklahoma State? I'm a man. Is that a national championship contending program? No. Not right now, it's not. You know what I worry about? I worry far more about TCU. I, I worry far more about Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. That terrifies me. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm anybody else in the conference, I'm not looking at Austin. I'm looking at, at Lubbock. Because I'll warn you now. I think that Texas Tech has a chance to shock the Big 12 this year. They play all the important games, and their non-con is actually pretty good with Oregon going in there. So, yeah, they've got all the opportunity right there in front of them. Yep. Right? I, I, I understand Sonny and, and TCU is probably going to backslide a little bit, but they're still going to be very good. K-State, you know how I feel about their quarterback. K-State's going to be very good. But all that changes a year from now. All of it changes. What happens a year from now if, I don't know, Dave Aranda is not the football coach at Baylor anymore? That's a really good job. And if Dave doesn't win nine games this year, which I think is going to be very difficult to do, hmm, yeah, I'm going to say that Dave's going to get whacked. Boom. Out of here. Baylor, and, and he's a good human being, but your boy over here is here to tell you he's got to win nine games this year to keep his job. You're filling in for somebody. Got to win nine games. And if he gets whacked, they get better. Yep. Because that's a good job, and that's a good job because it's Baylor and it's the Big 12. That conference is only going to keep getting better. Yep. And you look at Dana down in Houston, You, I mean, the Big 12 owns the state of Texas. Yeah, Dana Holgerson is the epitome of a don't-care, red-ass mentality. The guy just doesn't care what you think. Yep. And, and, yeah, they may lose to UTSA. Sure. But that doesn't change the fact he's got the right attitude and that program's going the right direction. And by the way, the Big 12 knows how to make money outside of its TV deal. And that's going to continue to be a problem for the other power conferences. Nick M says Utah, with all due respect, Utah will not be winning the Big 12 every year the way they do in the Pac. They don't win the Pac-12 every year. They don't. Uh, they are more likely to be like Texas and be picked each year and consistently not win the league. Okay, Nick, I... I appreciate you. You clearly don't know Utah football. Yeah. And again, I guess I'm I'm going to be the Utah fan on the show today <coughs> based on the color of my shirt. But if you think that Kyle Whittingham misses expectations every year, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. He does not miss expectations every year. <laughs> not close. Remind That's me, not who that dude Utah is. Utah picked to beat USC twice last year? No. No, don't think so. Yet they did, right? So if Utah is indeed favored next year, 
to win the Big 12, don't be surprised. Yeah. The Todd Father. By your thinking, though, Monty, if the G5 forces the P4 to play 10 conference games, aren't they removing one of their early season payday game opportunities? Well, what do you want? The early season payday? Or do you want your seat at the table? Because if you're not getting anything but your your top-ranked conference champion as an AQ, automatic qualifier, you've got to find a way to chop down those, those trees. And if you're making Georgia run head-on into Alabama every year, if you're making USC play Ohio State every year, because instead of having a free pass, now Ohio State's got to play like five big games every year because that's what the minimum requirement is. I think you'd rather have a seat at the table than than an early season payday. It's just my guess. Yeah. But I think I, I, what I think is strength of schedule should be a far more important barometer than it currently is because it's not hard for Ohio State to win the Big Ten. Do you guys understand the level of suck that Big Ten football is? Yeah, what do we talk about every year? Well, you're going to beat that crappy team by 50? Because that equals a quality opponent, right? I only joke that the ACC stands for already crowned Clemson. That's only sort of joking. That conference sucks at football. Yeah. Which is why it's so staggering to me that Florida State can't get in. But I'm, I just – I continue to go back to this thing that expansion – slash contraction is changing the politics and the face of college football. And it's really critically important, you guys. It's critically important that you grasp this idea that forcing the P4s to play nine or 10 conference games levels the playing field somewhat for the G5. Yeah. Because right now, and I, I, listen, I understand, you're getting Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA. That's a huge upgrade for the Big Ten. Yeah. But they're playing the Boy Scouts like eight and under team most weeks. Because it's garbage. Like they're they're that terrible, conference dude. Sucks it's right no now. secret. That conference is not good. Hey, it'd be nice if uh, Luke Fickle could turn Wisconsin around. That'd be nice and, if, uh, you know, Matt Rule could do some work. But I just go to Georgia's schedule again. And... I ask you, how does Georgia not have to play Alabama every year, but they can play UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech? Because it's garbage. That's a national. That's the team that the Action Network says is going to win the national championship. That's what I'm saying. The whole system is flawed. There's it's no rigged. doubt about it. It's rigged. Yeah. And and who are they supposedly going to play? For the national championship of college football. Well, they're going to play the number two Michigan Wolverines. Who play, you ready for this? East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. <laughs> Come on. That's a national championship caliber schedule? No, what we call that is, is, is a yellow brick road. That's what we call that. Yeah. Come on now. Jeff Woodworth, is Dallas County on Arizona time or not? No, I, I honestly, now we have debated this. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. We've debated this about Dallas County. I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure 
that they are on Calgary Standard Time. Oh. Could be wrong. Have to check the back of the envelope calculations, though. It might be Edmonton. Edmonton, Calgary. That's the untrained eye. You know. Willie Wilson, stop dreaming, Monty. Slap him, Jake. Wake Monty up. What do you mean, dude? About what? Like Monty be a traveled hombre. You know. Utah is just passing through. Stop. Uh, James, the unofficial mayor of Cowboy Country, Oki State. I would love it if Monty and Jake moved to Texas. That way they are in the middle of the Big 12. Well. You know, I said Big 12 country. Guys, 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 guys. So I was at a Flying J in Big 12. Hey, guys. And we were arguing over whether Flying J or TA is a better truck stop. Uh-oh. <laughs> stop. Stop. I love Texas. It's just too fucking hot. I'm not doing it. Dude, if my... Cr- mm. Do you know where you sweat when it's that hot in Dude. Texas? Dude. No. Bro. No. Bro. Nope. Bro. Nope. Kurt Myers. And you two where were in Dallas and didn't order gator nuggets? Dude, I know. I'm not ordering. Bro. Okay. <laughs> so let me get this right. <clears throat> Going to Dallas. Got a recommendation for Bob's Steak and Shops. Which let was me, amazing. Which was phenomenal. Let me roll up to Jarrah World where they circumcise Skeeters regularly. <laughs> and let me think to myself, yeah, you know what? I wonder if on the catering menu for lunch at Big 12 Media Days, They've got deep fried gator with some tortillas. Deep fried gator. Like, bro, I that never even crossed my mind. I didn't even know before today. I didn't even know that eating gator was such a phenomenon. I didn't know that the folks in Texas liked gator that much. Like, do you prefer is this like steak on a cow? Like, is the New York strip of gator the tail? Or what are we talking about here? Okay. Yeah, I I could not tell you. I could not tell you. By the way, uh, new policy on the show. If you DM me your take, I'm not going to read it. (laughs) I love that people DM me during the show. They're like, bro, you're so wrong on this. Here's my thought. Put it in the comment section. Put it in the comment section. James, this year, Okie State will go 8-4, and maybe 9-3. and Next year, when Zane Flores is the QB, Okie State will contend for the Big 12 title. Okay, so let's talk about a 9-win Oklahoma State team. No. First of all, <laughs> no, you're not winning nine games. That's not going to happen. You're not Georgia. Come on. Come on now. I look at Oklahoma State's schedule. It's not difficult. Central Arkansas at Arizona State. We'll find out who you are on September 9th. Mm-hmm. South Alabama, you're probably 3-0. Iowa State, you're probably 4-0. Let's find out who you are when my boy and K-State come to town on October 6th. That's, okay, six. Kansas, seven. West Virginia, eight. Cincinnati, nine. On to Cincinnati. Oklahoma, loss. You never win Bedlam. UCF, loss. Houston, loss. BYU, loss. You think they're losing to BYU? Um, I'm a man! It's close. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how good is Houston and Dana Holgers? It's in my head now that UTSA is favored. Yeah. I think that's I think there are eight wins. That's there. a money making opportunity if you're a Houston fan. Do they beat Arizona State in Tempe no. at your mom's credit union field? Yeah, where they don't play bowl games anymore? No, they don't. Just does Okie State go to ASU and win? No. You don't think so? No. Nope. 
Nope. I think Kenny Dillingham is going to have I, his guys ready to commit murder. What is go to the go to ASU's schedule real quick? What's ASU's first game of the year? What, what, what ASU do they have? opens up against Southern Utah. I'm pretty sure they do. Southern Utah. So they're going to kick the hell out of Southern Utah tomorrow. Then they're going to get Oklahoma State in their first prove a point game since Ray Anderson, you know, acted like a complete idiot. That's a huge game for Okie State. Oh, I think it's a huge game for Arizona State. That's your eight. That's your. Difference between six, seven wins, eight, nine wins. But hear me out. This is why I think Okie State loses this game. I think that Arizona State, and specifically Kenny Dillingham, is going to prove a point. Hey, mm. we can't play a bowl game this year, but we're going to show you just how good we are, and we're going to beat you up. And I'm not confident that Okie State's going to roll in there at, you know, can't get a loan Mountain America Credit Field Stadium place. <laughs> And and win a ball game. I just don't trust it. You got to prove it. Jeremy Callahan, I'm going to pick Southern uh, South Alabama over Oklahoma State. Stop, 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 stop. I do think Oklahoma State's better than Arizona State. Sure, but that's going to be a really difficult game for Oklahoma State. That doesn't mean you're going I to think, Sun Devil Stadium. I think that Kenny Dillingham's going to have them ready to, again, I think they're going to be ready to just kill people. Yeah. Now, usually talent will overcome that. If you go in there and you punch Arizona State in the face, which Mike Gundy's got a point to prove, because I think he's tired of answering questions about his job security. Well, that's true. But I think they have some real tester games. Like, we're going to find out about the character of that football team. I mean, you're not losing. You should be 4-0. Yeah. I think your first loss is maybe K-State. Maybe K-State. Is that home or what? No, that, that's at uh, in Stillwater. Yeah. You should I mean, win that game. It, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how Will Howard does in that game. Um, because I think he has to – Will Howard has to take a big step forward this year. Yeah. He is – that's a guy that should be an NFL prospect. And I'm going to be very interested to see – Exactly how he does. Is he more of the is he more of the kid that we saw complete fifty percent against Alabama? Or is he more of the kid that we saw tear up Baylor? Uh, let's find out. Yeah. Let's find out. Because if he, he if he takes the step forward that he says he has, because he was one of the more impressive dudes that we talked to, K State will go to Stillwater and win. Because I think they're gonna be very good. I think they are going to be way better than people think, and they don't have a, a difficult. Well, Missouri, but, they, but it's Missouri. Yeah, that's you should win that game. That's on the road. They, it, it, this is the problem for Oklahoma State. Here's Kansas State's schedule: Southeast Missouri, Troy, Missouri, UCF at home, Manhattan, win, and then you're at Stillwater. So you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. Yeah, you should be rolling as you head into Oklahoma State. Because I think K-State knows that's the beginning of the end for them. If they lose that Oklahoma State game, they're fucked. Because yeah. it's Oklahoma State on the road at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, home for TCU, home for Houston, at Texas, home for <laughs> Baylor, at Kansas. Damn, you're at Texas. And then they scrimmage, and then they scrimmage Iowa State. Damn. That, that Oklahoma State game – and. And that's why I say I think it's one of those games. The Arizona State game is one of those games Huge. that is a must win for Oklahoma State. Huge. Because I think Kansas State's going to come to Stillwater like ready. Yeah. Because you have to win that game 
because of what's ahead of you. Yeah. Now, my feeling is I, I'm, I am more of a Mike Gundy fan than I probably should be. I believe in Mike. I think he is a really good, sound football coach. I want him to be more aggressive in the transfer portal. Yeah. That's what, that's what I want. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the old heads that's taking his time. And I don't know that we're going to get that. And, and it pisses me off that he doesn't – it pisses me off that he does not respect Bedlam a little more. Yeah. And I understand you lose that game almost every year. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Okay, we got to do prize picks. We got five minutes till game oh, start. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. Okay, a couple comments and we'll do it. I, I promise you. Um, <laughs> wow, you guys are running through this. Uh, wow, I, I'm so I'm the only one that believes in Mike Gundy. Uh, easy to tear up Baylor when you have Deuce Vaughn rushing for 200 yards. However, if Howard starts the Texas game, they win that game. I don't disagree with that. Wet blanket. Anyone uh, that says Okie State does uh, does bot respect Oklahoma State? does not respect it. What? what are you talking about, dog? So now, okay. okay. Uh, Jeremy Kelly and K-State butchered Oklahoma State last year. Well, yeah, they did. That was last year. Uh, Willie Wilson, Oklahoma, where the men are men and the sheep know it. Okay. Well, thanks for that contribution. Uh, ASU will be their easiest game in front of, in the front end of the schedule, but it's, I don't disagree with that on paper. And no, obviously it won't be their easiest game, but I don't disagree that Arizona State's a team you should beat. That's a game you should win. Show me you can go win that game. Yeah. Show me you can go win that game. Do you manhandle ASU? Like if you win that game by let's go say, in there and win forty five to ten. Yeah, dude. If you manhandle Just boat them, race them. Yeah. Then then I know who you are. Yeah, we'll see. Uh Okie State must beat Oklahoma. TT double must beat Texas. Texas Tech. Well, you have to be Texas. Uh, Alan Bowman is a much better quarterback than uh, Sanders was, uh, but he's just there for one year until Zane Flores is ready. I, I don't disagree with you, but how? How, do you, how are you unsettled at quarterback? You're Oklahoma State, man. Yeah. You're, you're Oklahoma State. All right, prize picks, yeah. and then we'll get back to this because I want to I get into this a little bit. I, 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 I think I – think as I have said on the record a million times, Oklahoma State's one of the most important teams in this conference. Yep. No doubt. They, there, there is no doubt about it. Because they're good in both categories. They are, but Mike Gundy has to Mike Gundy has to be a stud. Yeah. All right, prize picks. Use promo code Monty uh, on your prize picks. In the description below, there is a link to download the uh, prize picks app right to your phone. It'll load the Monty promo code for you. That gets you 100% deposit matching up yeah. to $100. You add 100, they give you 100. Um, so you, you guys, you got to hook it up. Here are, here are Jake's prize picks today. Now, Jake had a terrible prize pick. That's day not yesterday. true. That's not true. It was embarrassing. Went five of seven. It was embarrassing. No, 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 it wasn't. Horrible. No. All right, Pete Alonzo loved this one. More than six and a half hitter fantasy score. He's got he's got a dinger tonight. Uh Ronald Acuna, you gotta get off this train, dude. No, dude, I'm not. Yes, you do. I'm not doing it, dude. He screwed you last night. Okay, that might be true, but Did I'm not least... I'm not getting piped two nights in a row, dude. Eleven and a half more on Ronald Acuna. By the way, as you see on the screen, you're on prize picks, it's more or less. Bro. More or less. The reason I picked Acuna tonight, Kyle Freeland's going for Colorado. Buddy's five and thirteen with a five ERA. 
By the way, here's the prize picks scoring. Single three, double five, triple eight, homer 10. Two for a run, run batted in based on balls. So when you see Jake picking Ronald Acuna to have 11 and a half, more than 11 and a half, he's saying that Ronald Acuna is probably hitting a home run in a base hit. Yeah. That's what you're counting on. Two yeah. hits. Yeah. One of them a home run. Uh, Cattell Marte, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why Cattell Marte? I just think he's 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 a guy that once in a while is going to get you uh, is going to get you one. I mean, what was what did I pick him at? What was his number? Cattell, was it three? Cattell right? Marte. I think it was three. Well, if memory serves. Uh, why can't I see the bottom here? Let's get rid of the ticker. Six and a half. Six Ooh. and a half. Yeah. <sighs> That's a big. Oh, number. I know why I pick Cattell Marte because the Dodgers have a nobody going tonight. That's, That's a why. big Yeah, number, the Dodgers dude. have what's this guy's name? Hang on. Ryan Pepois. Yeah. Pepois. Yeah. O and O two ERA. Yeah. Not unproven, you know. If so you were ever so if you, you were took ever, a flyer. He yeah. uh, five innings against uh, Miami. Five innings, three hits, and earned run. A walk in five Ks. You're fucked. No, nah, I'll be so all right, done. Dude. I'll be all Cattell right. Marte letting you down tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you got Kyle Freeland going against. See, this is what I don't understand. You're taking three pitcher strikeouts. Yeah. So this is like fantasy three, football. dude. It's, it's three. three. So you're taking more. Yeah. And then Garrett Cole. Yeah, that game's about to get going here. So let's go. I'm not, I'm on Garrett Cole more as well. Yeah. Um, and because I don't know how to put my prize picks in earlier. Uh, we were unable to create a bracket for my prize. A bracket and stuff, you know. But this is these are my prize picks right here. Uh, use the promo code Monty. Um, my, jerk, Garrett Cole more than seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind, bro. Garrett Cole more than seven. Randy Rosarena, uh, the outfielder for Tampa Bay against uh, Miami tonight. Hitter fantasy score of seven. I'm going more yeah, on I that. Like that. I like that. And then Garrett Cole pitcher fantasy score 38 and a half. I'm going less than 38 and a half pitcher fantasy score for Garrett Cole tonight. So Garrett Cole be good, but not that good, my brother. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So uh, nice. I love it. You guys will play uh, prize picks all NFL and college football season as well. Download the app. Play with us. We play every day in the Monty Show uh, Instagram members only group. Uh, we give our picks in there. We talk about them. Um, I love, love, love Garrett Cole tonight. Love Garrett Cole tonight. Yeah. Jeff Woodward says Cole throws 100 with a 92-mile-an-hour slider, and he has been a strikeout machine yeah, dude. tonight. Yeah. And I almost picked DJ LeMahieu, whose hitter fantasy score was seven tonight. Like college football, just as an example, to give you an example to show you guys what you can get done here. Grant Mertz, Florida quarterback, tomorrow, rushing yards, 0. .5. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take the more on that. 0. .5 rushing yards. Good thing I didn't take DJ LeMahieu as he just struck out on a pitch over his head, you prick. Um, <laughs> uh, are you guys daily fantasy players? I am. I love prize picks. It's amazing. Um, hook it up, download the app, use the promo code Monty to get a hundred percent deposit matching up to a hundred dollars. So many of our, our viewers have played it. It is a great, great time. Uh, James Knight. I know you guys hate me whining. Oh God. Here it comes. And I get the growth of the program is due to the college football fanatics, but can we try to squeeze in other sports uh, beside baseball where you partner with prize picks? Well, we talk a ton of NBA, dude. 
this is the it's football season. It is football season. We talk a ton of NBA when there's a ton of NBA to talk. FIBA is not a big, big deal right now. The U.S. is going to dominate in FIBA for the next week. And then once we get later in the FIBA tournament and we get Luka Doncic or, okay, great. Luka's having a great tournament against your mom's sewing circle. Yeah. When FIBA's relevant, we'll talk about it. Uh, Teddy Wayman, I threw a uh, six pick of soccer in the group chat. You, you did, did not. What? Bro, you did what? Teddy. See, you guys, this is why you got to get in the Instagram members only what group. What did you do, sir? Teddy says um, he did. He did. You cannot. He threw in a prize pick six pack of. He took Jefferson Severino, by the way. Oh, Teddy, my guy. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Tanner says prize picks for MLS. I love it. Dude, yeah. get in the membership, dude. This see, this is why you need to be in the group chat, bro. This this is why the group chat's awesome, man. Yeah. Um. In yeah. Let's see. Uh, James Knight says all good. Appreciate you responding, James. You're my dude, man. Yeah. It's not that we're, dude. It's not that we're not going to talk NBA. I just think there's not like, and, and I'm being serious, and I I know I say this every time, but what do you want to talk about with the NBA? Like the James Harden thing's dead. Damian Lillard's not going anywhere. Of course, Luka's going to dominate FIBA. Like, what really is there to talk about? That's the tough part. We're not talking soccer. You want to talk about Keegan Bradley not making the Ryder Cup? We can be all pissed off about that if you want for five minutes later in the show. Yeah. But yeah. there's there's just the problem is, is there's not... This legitimately, and then we'll get back to it, but this legitimately has been one of the slowest summers in sports oh, I think been I've brutal. ever seen. It has been brutal. Yeah, I, I don't know. Thank God for the Pac-12 being idiots. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done for the show if the Pac-12 hadn't melted down, honestly. Uh, it, it's it's wild. Yeah. It is wild. Wild, wild. I just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I just, yeah. I, I it's, so, it's been so painfully slow Yeah, in sports. And if there was, if there was, somebody said, is there even one NBA story? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jeremy Callahan. Is there even one NBA story right now? There's not. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the FIBA, th the problem with FIBA, dude, is the biggest names in the NBA aren't playing. So. Well, wait, AR-15's playing. Yeah, but he's not the biggest name in the NBA, dude. Austin, he's the best player in the Lakers. No, he's not. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? See, do you guys see what I have to deal with? Austin Reeves is the best player in the NBA. Just ask anybody that's a Laker fan, and they'll tell you how um, good he is. Mm -hmm. I'm not disputing that he's good. He's the best player on that team. And donuts. One thing is for sure, ASU will not go bowling this year. <laughs> Book it. Where can I get that bet? What if ASU finds their way to like seven wins or just six? The bird that Kenny Dillingham's oh. going to have. <laughs> By the way, we'll have uh, prize picks on uh, Utah, Florida tomorrow. Uh, tennis is actually kind of juicy. Early rounds hit 5-6 yesterday on the over-under game. Really? Hmm. Okay. LV Seminole. Gator tails, anyone? Stop it. <laughs> OG Gary, he's thirsty for NBA, and no one cares about Volkswagen because he's going to be gone in less than four years. Wow. How about my guy? Victor's the way. How about my guy, Victor's the way? <laughs> if you guys don't know... It, like, and I don't know how to, how else to uh, to talk about Travis Bird.
Travis Bird is a is the official Monty Show ambassador. Mm-hmm. He sends me an audio message last night on Instagram. Hey guys, he's like, dude, dude, I got tickets to the Utah game, and I got them like a few days in advance, so I was able to find somebody. Now I don't have to get on the train with the dirty people who twist my nipples. What? <laughs> what? Um, he actually said, "You got," and it's amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I usually get the tickets when I get them like 20 minutes before the game so hardly anybody can ever draw with me. Now I have a person drawing with me. I don't have to take the filthy train and people don't going to twist my nipples. <laughs> what? God, you can't Bro, make this. Bro, what are you talking you about, You cannot man? make this and people don't have to twist my nipples. Dude. Do you see what happens in my DMs? Apologize to that man. Do you understand the kind of shit I have to deal with in my DMs? Dude. Wow. And people don't have to twist my nipples. Wow. You know, Tyler, Anthony Davis is the best. <laughs> you see what you did? Why don't you put on a purple polo, dude? Put on a purple polo and just get after it. It, it was it was sarcasm. With, with, I know, reset. It, it, it was with Austin. It was sarcasm. It with was Austin sarcasm, Reeves. dog. Oh my God! Uh, Lance Johnson wants to know what freaking train is this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that? And people don't have to twist my nipples. I, I, yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and listen, my friends, I tell you every day: if people are twisting your nipples. You probably need to call the advocates because that sounds like a hit and run. I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life. All thanks to the advocates. The advocates at theadvocates.com, the presenting sponsor of the Monty Show, the best injury attorneys in the business, you guys. Hook it up, theadvocates.com. Make sure that you... Tell them we heard about it on the Monty Show. When you chat with them for free online, no consultation fees, no retainers. No, you can chat with an injury attorney online right now. Car accidents. Hey, did you get hurt at work today? They are the best workman's comp attorneys. And I know I always hear it. Oh, my boss said they're going to take care of me. I'm getting paid. I understand your boss says he's going to take care of you. But what do you have to lose with a no-cost consult? Oh, my goodness. Wow, Volpe just got domed uh, in Detroit. Maybe he should call the advocates. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but when your boss says they're going to take care of you, what do you have to lose with a no-cost consultation with a workman's comp injury expert at the advocates, theadvocates.com? Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Okay, let's just get in front of this right now. Dude just got beamed. Volpe. Beamed. And oh, now- my God. Turn this Yankee game on if you have the MLB package. Turn it on, because I guarantee you next inning, someone's getting hit. You don't throw at the head of Yankee players and think nothing's going to happen. With Garrett Cole on the bump for the Yankees. Yeah, Good luck. Yeah, dude. Good luck. Um, let's see. Drew Money says front runner gets wild after 9 o'clock, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, Tyler, are the Cardinals tanking? Did you guys hear oh, this story yeah. about the Cardinals? How about this story to lead off football at 5010 to the hour every hour on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code 
Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. How about this? Tisha Thompson, investigative reporter at ESPN, says former Arizona Cardinal head coach Steve Wilkes testified that a team executive gave him a burner phone to communicate with former GM Steve Kime under orders of Kime and Michael Bidwell, the owner of the Cardinals, during Kime's suspension, according to depositions obtained by ESPN. Dude. Woo! Okay, so if you don't know the story, Steve Kime, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, was suspended for multiple infractions away from the game of football, DUIs, etc. He is not allowed during his suspension to have any contact with the team or be involved in team business. Right. This is massive penalty type shit. So you're saying that your coach, who then got fired, the owner of the team and the, oh, wow, and now uh, Pereira got hit. Two Yankees hit in the same inning. Oh, this is going to get ugly. Uh, But they're saying that Steve Wilkes was given a burner phone to communicate. This was said in a deposition. Can you punish the Arizona Cardinals for this? Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense as to why they've been burning it down, why they've been chopping down the roster. They know what's coming. Michael Bidwell's not stupid, right? They've moved on from Steve Kime, and his defense is going to be, well, we let him go, right? But they're still going to get punishment they're still gonna get you know discipline for this and and i think we're just getting started i mean again there's no disputing that steve kime was an absolute trash gm yes and and he hit under the guise of you know you know the the what was it david johnson and some of these other nice picks back in the day but there's no disputing it. The Arizona Cardinals are and forever an organization out west that nobody cares about because you don't win anything. You haven't won anything because I your agree. front office sucks. And they can, they, like, Michael Bidwell is not far away from being a very disliked owner in the league if things like this continue to happen. You are not the Dallas Cowboys. You are not a legacy franchise in the league. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is, this is abhorrent. I think this is absolutely terrible that and by they, the way, that they're allowed to operate like this dude you fired him after one season like let's not forget that i think everyone forgets that they fired steve wilkes after not not five seasons one season speaking of stupid football how about the indianapolis colts gosh so you know they were trying to trade jonathan taylor the running back who keyword trying who is holding in they couldn't trade him they put him on the pup list he's out a month well, now we find out that the Indianapolis Colts had an absurdly high price tag on Jonathan Taylor. They wanted the Miami Dolphins to give them a first-round pick in Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry, you said what? Like, this is one of the stupidest things that I think I have ever heard. I don't understand. What are the, what are the Indianapolis Colts doing? When you are asking the Dolphins for Jalen Waddle and a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor, you don't want to trade the guy. And if you were going to trade him, you wanted a King's Ransom. Nobody's giving you that. You have zero leverage here. Yeah. Is this Are the Colts just being a-holes, or are they truly this incompetent? No, Jim Irsay's a complete a-hole. And I think that Jim Irsay, on premise, will never trade Jonathan Taylor. 
on premise he will make Jonathan Taylor sit out and not play. And, you know, this is why bad owners in the league uh, don't win anything. Everybody from Jerry Jones to Jim Irsay to Michael Bidwell, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Like, at least with Bob Kraft, we can say, hey, this guy's willing to do deals and willing to do what he needs to do to win on the football field, even if he does get caught in massage uh, I, I am amazed by this. Yeah. I am amazed by this. And, and you can look at, like, the Arizona Cardinals. Look at the Josh Rosen. Look at the Cliff Kingsbury's. Yeah. Look at the mistake after mistake after mistake they make in personnel. You expect that from Arizona. I don't. I, maybe I like Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Colts, far too much. or respect him. This is embarrassing. No. Yeah. That you asked for a first-round pick and Jalen Waddle. The fuck out. Like, who are you? You have no leverage here, man. And finally, let's fight about the Cowboys again. Is Dak Prescott in a make-or-break season for the Dallas Cowboys? Very interesting. Um, that Dak Prescott still has not gotten a contract extension. He has this year and one more year. And then I would remind you that he has a clause in his uh, current contract that says they cannot franchise tag him. So he will be a free agent after 2024. Right. Is this a make or break season for Dak Prescott? I mean, on one hand, yeah. I mean, I think Dak is still a guy that could get a mega deal, another mega deal. You know, I I, I think he's young enough. I think he's capable enough. Certainly. Uh, But on the other hand, like, I I think, you know, anytime you play for an organization with the stature that the Dallas Cowboys have, I think when you move organizations, which I believe Dak Prescott will do at some point, uh, I, I think that that's a very slippery slope. If you leave on bad terms, you probably don't get paid as much money. But if you leave, you know, having won the NFC, but Jerry's a pain in the ass and he doesn't want to extend you, then he'll probably get paid by another organization. So I think it's very situational. But I think for Dak, it doesn't really matter what the situation is. You need to go out and win football games. And everything else takes care of itself. I, I, and, and again, I just don't think he can afford to have the narrative he can't. that he throws a lot of interceptions anymore. He's got to put that to bed but one way or another. I would love to have Dak Prescott as the starting quarterback of my arm, we the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. I would love to have – I think he's an elite NFL quarterback, and you cannot have 10 interceptions that were on the frame of the wide receiver. Let that sink in. Last year, he had 10 interceptions that either hit the hands or were between the shoulders of the wide receiver. 100%. Let that sink in. If half of those are caught instead of intercepted. I mean, he had a much better year if that had happened, but it didn't. Uh, By the way, breaking news um, in a story that we have talked a lot about. Major layoffs hit a sports company. We'll tell you who that is after we tell you about our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. 
of $25 or more. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. I tell you guys this every single day on the show. They make products that work. When they tell you, hey, this is the best whey protein, absolutely it works because the number one ingredient isn't silica like you have found in some proteins. It's actually whey protein. And when they say, hey, these are the best protein bars, the Buck Bar is phenomenal. What's the number one ingredient in the Buck Bar? Whey protein isolate. And when you have things like Buckshot and you're you're at 2 o'clock and you're carb crashing from your lunch, but you have a huge meeting, pop a Buckshot, it's going to give you a mental lift, but there's no zips or crashes. There's no nothing. You just feel better. You think better. I'll tell you, played some of my best golf today. Hello. Yeah. Hello, but how how is that three wood I taught you how to hit on, on uh, eight today? You know, huh? technically it's a four wood and stuff. Prick. Uh, yeah, two fifty down the middle, ten feet to the pin or whatever it was. Ten amazing. Feet. How about four feet? Yeah, he almost had another hole in one today, um, but it's because of buckshot. You guys bucked up energy. Their energy drinks. I tell you every day, the only energy drink we drink is bucked up. The cherry candy bucked up energy drink. I think, and I love my Miami. You guys know that. Yeah. I think the bucked up cherry is now is now better. The cherry candy bucked up energy drink, zero sugar. So good. Phenomenal taste. You guys, I'm telling you, get it right now. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 for 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. Breaking news. Um, how about this story with Barstool? Oh, boy. We told you about this, that Dave Portnoy, Got Barstool back 100%. Dave owns it 100%. He paid a dollar to Penn Entertainment to get the Barstool brand back fully. Mm -hmm. Penn went and did a, a deal with ESPN for licensing on sports books. But Dave Portnoy walked into a disaster. They are losing $16 million a quarter. And they are in danger of going out of business. They are in a major financial hole. Breaking news this hour from Andrew Marchand at the New York Post, who is reporting that Barstool is laying off 25% of its staff. And they are shutting down major podcasts. They are, stop, they are going to stop making significant content to try and dig themselves out of this financial hole and survive. And I'll give Dave Portnoy credit. He is, he is not a guy that is likable, I think, in a lot of circles. The things he has said and done in regard to women are just abhorrent and terrible. <coughs> but Dave Portnoy knows how to run a content company. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Barstool is a content company. I only consume Barstool golf product. I do not consume Barstool sports conversations or any of that. Yeah. Portnoy told the Post, quote, I've been very clear. Anybody that's paid attention, we are going to have layoffs and cuts, and they've started, and it sucks. You can't be incompetent, not work, and I generally don't fire you. You can be incompetent, not work, and I generally don't fire because I hate it so much. It's the worst effing thing to do. Having said that, we're in a position, it's a no-brainer. It's not like I have that moral. Well, you can't do it because nobody will have jobs. Dave Portnoy is talking about the fact that Barstool is on the verge of going out of business. And I got to tell you guys, we, we talk about this on the show a lot. Yeah. 
I never see Barstool podcasts. And I think we as a sports fan, and I could be totally out of touch on this, so I would love to talk about it in the in the uh, comments section. I generally don't listen to podcasts anymore. I have gotten away from a lot of podcasts and I've gone much more to streaming shows. So I still hear Joe Rogan on occasion. But when's the last time you saw Joe Rogan, a marketing piece for Joe Rogan's podcast? When's the last time you ran into a barstool marketing piece? Um, Hey, listen to our show. Hey, here's a really good show. Hey, here's Dave Portnoy. When's the last time you, you saw that? And I say this about the ringer. The ringer makes really good content. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you heard anything from, from or about the ringer? You just don't. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because you, you, there's just so much out there. You have, in our business, you have a minute, maybe. Maybe. Maybe 60 seconds to catch somebody. Yeah. You might have 60 seconds. Yeah. That's only if they find your shit. If they're not finding you, how are you, how are you going to control that? So I'm 50 and maybe I'm just out of the demo. I don't know. I consume a lot of content. I'm a Howard Stern listener. I am a, I mean, what do we listen to sports-wise? Jim Rome, Pat, certainly Pat McAfee every day. Howard. But I never see Barstool. I watch Stadium a lot. But what do those three shows have in common? This is a good example. It, you're not in listen to sports talk. That's not why you're listening. No. You're in listen to personalities talk sports. And, and I think this is a concept that people don't quite understand yet. And this is something that we take a lot of pride in and we work our ass off for. You're not here to listen to some average-ass show every day. And I'm not saying that we're the best. I'm not saying that we're better than everyone else. What I'm saying is we're unique. What I'm saying is that, you know, our, our style, what the, the show that we do, you're not getting anywhere else. It's kind of this conversation about, hey, why do you never listen to Undisputed? Or first take. Well, because you get the screaming show whenever you want. You can find the screaming show. You can find, you know, dude just yelling at you. That's not like new. That's not like reinvented. That's not like something that we've never seen before. But, but what you're looking for, in my opinion, is a show that makes you feel heard, that makes you feel welcomed, and then also a show that gives you things, answers your questions, gives you sourced information, get, like gives you entertainment. Like It's a balance. It's an art form. And I think that, that everybody has a different way of going about it. But ultimately, he's right. And this is why Barstool is dying. And this is why Dave's got to lay off 25% of his people. Ultimately, in any business, you can't have massive overhead and then not have that overhead make money. So if you're spending $10 a month on employees, you got to make at least 10 just to break even. So that means you probably got to make at least 20 for your business to survive, right? Because you got to eat too. You got to feed your family too. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like this, this isn't this isn't rocket science as far as Barstool is concerned. But I think what what is rocket science for Barstool is what are they going to do to change the narrative about Barstool? Because everyone knows Dave Portnoy and what he's done. And I still maintain the issue for Barstool as a brand is, hey, isn't Barstool run by that dude that like isn't cool? Or like, you gotta, I think you have to go all in on Dave Portnoy. 
He's got to be the flagship again. He's got to be the face and the voice. I mean, honestly, four-play golf is all I ever watch on Barstool. We were watching it the other day. They have a Breaking 90 series that we caught on YouTube on accident. Right. And and I liked it. You know, like, I, I it's it's interesting. Mitch uh, Trubiscuit, what's the point of Barstool? I don't know because I don't watch it. But it's, do you see what I mean? Like, just the idea that someone is able to ask that question, even if you don't like the point of something, right? Like, even if you're totally against whatever the purpose of whatever brand we're talking about is, at least you know the purpose. The yeah. idea that we don't know the purpose of Barstool is wild. Yep. Uh, Lance Johnson, that was a steal at a dollar. Can probably sell off the assets and recover that for a tidy profit. But I don't think Dave Portnoy is looking to go out of business. No. Barstool is his legacy. I think Dave is really trying to save that. Uh, James Knight, how about our guy Justin Fields, Monty? Stop. Dude. No. Can I just have the 10-day grace period before the Bears suck again, please? <laughs> NFL starts, their terrible season starts next weekend. Because it's garbage. Uh, OG Gary, huge stoolie here. Oh, Gary, I didn't know that. Uh, and, I, and I am sure it's shadow banning at this point. It's sad to see Barstool go if they end up sh uh, sinking. It is. Because, again, no matter what you think of Dave Portnoy, I, Barstool is a brand. And they had such a grip on on young sports fans, and I, the pen deal I I just think did not work out, and I really hope Dave can make a go because there's a lot of talented guys there. Yeah, there's a lot of talented people there. Well, and I, and again, I I still maintain, and I'm not saying that we're rich by any sense of the imagination because we're not. Not at all. But but. We also don't have our fate decided by a company. So I think the people who are at risk of being laid off, that's a that's a lesson that I think is hard to learn right now. I mean, again, it's scary. It is. It's really scary. And like, you know, we had this whole conversation at the end of yesterday's program, if you didn't hear it, where we were talking about real estate and like the cost of things and like, you know, just how expensive life is. And like, dude, like, I, I don't know what you do. If you're an aspiring host, let's say, if you're an aspiring, you know, talent or someone who wants to be in production, let's say, I don't know what you do if you don't have a resume behind you because people are not interested in hiring 18-year-old buddy who's never done the job. No, it's it's rough. Kim Coulter. Hi, Kim. Four-play golf is the only thing I listen to occasionally over there, yeah. Uh, Brickbat, uh, there is too much content online overall, an astronomical number of podcasts. That said, I do watch Unnecessary Roughness podcasts regularly. There you go. Um, uh, Rant, Stern pretty mild. Now, while well, he's on vacation for a month, I actually really, I listen to Howard Stern every day, every morning in the car. Uh, OG Gary, foreplay is nice, but they're kind of a bore now. Call her daddy left Barstool and she's her own thing. What's call you? I don't know who that is. It's a massive podcast where uh, women talk about dating and different things. It's a big podcast. Okay. And there are several personalities who branched off and left, really dinged uh, the Barstool brand. Yeah, they're going to have to do it again. Mitch Trubiscuit, ski up. I don't know what that means. Uh, Gary Wolf, Jakey, y'all are numero uno in my book. Appreciate that, Gary. And we do work really hard. I think you guys... Most people who've been with us in the long haul, the idea that we're approaching 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, as small as that is, that's massive for us. Yeah. I mean, the idea that we get, you know, 15,000 people watching our content, 
and then we post highlights and we're doing 40, 50,000 views a day is ridiculous. It's ridiculous to us. Yeah. Uh, like we're at 28,982 subscribers on YouTube right now. That's wild. Wild. Like we're likely going to get to 30,000 before NFL kickoff. It's wild. Which I couldn't, like we were just trying to get to 25, man. Like <laughs> I, It's so humbling. And then to hear somebody like Dave Portnoy. Hmm. Do you guys listen to podcasts? Yeah. I, I think that's, a, I think podcasts are so poorly done. And it's a stigma. Everybody's like, oh, you guys have a podcast. Fuck that. We don't have a podcast. No, this is we, not a podcast. We do a talk show every single day, and we spend 12, 13, 14 hours a day on this thing. And it's tough. It is not easy to do this. It is not like we're going through a business transition that you guys don't know about or care about. But we're trying to really take a step up in our business and grow our business. It's hard to do it. It is hard to do it. And so for somebody like Dave Portnoy to be talking about lopping 25% of his of his headcount, imagine having 25% of headcount to lop. Yeah. That that's he's done things that we'll never even consider. It's amazing. James, uh, I will say the Monty Show is the best on YouTube. Please hit like. There are almost 600 people watching and only 250 like. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Uh, Daniel says the Bears are going to be better. Yeah. We'll he's see. Not going to be. I don't MVP. know if he can throw past the line of scrimmage. You know, uh, Kim Coulter, you listen to Stern yet comment on Portnoy's disrespect of women. Dave, the things that Dave Portnoy is accused of doing. I, it's not disrespect of women. It's far more than that. Accused of doing. It's far more than that. They both are guilty of the same thing. Come on, Monty, you're smarter than that. I don't disagree that Howard Stern is a habitual line stepper. I don't even disagree with that. Howard Stern is not close to Dave Portnoy. He is not. Not at all. He, he just isn't. T. Higgins is a badass. <laughs> Bucked up. The official energy source of the Clemson Tigers. In God's name, image, and likeness. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Barstool merch is crazy expensive, too. Dude, the merch game is so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Utah Jizz. What's up, Jizz? Uh, Barstool started making lowbrow, uninteresting content, so I unrolled them a while ago on all platforms. Really? See, and that's the tough part, too. Like, I think this concept, and again, this is something that we're that we work on. Like, dude, you have to be willing to go the extra mile. Like, I, I think there are so many, and, and again, I'm happy to evangelize. Dude, millennials are guilty of being lazy as hell. Like, millennials don't want to to work 14-hour days to have their own thing. They don't want to do that. I mean, you're literally talking about, like, with us as an example. I'm talking about working 12-hour days, five days a week at a minimum, and and just grinding and pushing and working for bigger and better opportunities. And being told no hundreds of times, literally, probably yeah. hundreds of times. And, and I think that people think the American dream is dead. And, and that's where I say, no, the American dream is alive and well, but you have to be willing to chase it. Do you guys know how many times we've failed? No, they don't. There's no way for them to know. <laughs> that's the hard part. I can't even describe the shit we tried to do and never got there. And the stuff that we're grinding on trying to do and we may never get there. I don't know. But we show up every day prepared to talk to you for three hours. Yeah. Uh, it's 
It, it, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to, you guys, I'm not trying to be like, oh, woe is me. I'm trying to make you understand that, that, that people think that you just flip a mic and start talking sports. Do you know how many hours we put, we're like trying to play golf and I'm trying to text and talk to people and like, I'm trying to get information and we're trying to, it, this is a 24 seven job. We're going to be Friday, by the way, we're doing a, a eight to 11 AM show on Friday because we're off for the long weekend. So instead of not doing a show Friday on the kickoff of football, we're actually not going to take the day off. We're going to work three hours in the morning, which is actually seven or eight hours to prep every single game. That's what I'm talking about. Like I know so many people who invited us to golf. We must have gotten a dozen golf invitations for Friday. Yeah. And turned them all down. Because Friday we need to do the show in the morning because we're traveling but we're not, we can't miss a show because this is what we do. Yep. Can't miss a show, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of life. Uh, boss frog. What's up boss. Good to see you, Mo. Uh, the hell with Barstool. We're going to support you and help you grow your show. We're part of your success. You're, you're a massive part of our success. Uh, Katie Raider, pew, pew, uh, second hit the like, seconded hit the like button. Thank you. Sunday conversation is the best thing at Barstool. Jack Rumsey says, what is, tell, See, like, tell us what it is. That's one I've never heard of. Uh, Russ, uh, Ruckus Knight. Congratulations, boys, on the success so far. So many watching daily. We need to get up to 30K. We're close. Close, dude. We're hunting it. We're at 29,988 now. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, read that one already. Uh, didn't Portnoy file defamation against the lady? They've gone back and forth multiple times. But here's, here's the point I would make on the Portnoy thing. It doesn't even, like... Uh, okay, so on one hand, it does matter what actually happened. Obviously, of course, but as far as in their as personal lives, behind the scenes, when they're laying in bed at night thinking about this, it matters what happened. And that whatever that woman's life is, if let's pretend Dave's innocent, we don't know, guilty or innocent. What a heinous accusation to make! If what she accused him of actually happened, what a terrible situation for her. But guess what? In the court of public opinion, he's guilty as hell. There's no, he's not getting away from that. And that's the problem. Yeah. And as men, we, we have to deal with that. We have to deal with that. But I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. I really don't know. I don't know. Uh, Prop Picks says Monty's show on top. Thank you, Prop Picks, who has a huge... By the way, follow Prop Picks on Instagram. He's, he's got some good stuff for the Utah game tomorrow. Kim Coulter, I guess I'm uninformed and out of bounds then. My apologies. Nah, you're all good. No apologies. Uh, Stern had a young Jenna Jameson fully naked on his radio show. Pretty creepy. Sure. Pied Piper. Pied Piper. What's up, stud? What's up? Where have you been? The last Rogan show I listened to was with Anthony Kiedis when he got that Spotify deal. I feel like the show changed a lot. It did. But why? Well, why? Money changes people. P correct. And I think that that this is... So this is the conversation where the shit usually hits the fan with people. Yes. A... You got that. I can't remember. Obviously, they paid Joe a ton of money. I can't remember what the exact number was. But Dude, we're seven away from 29000 Let's go. Get it done. So Joe gets paid all this money. And I'm not here to disparage Joe. I, I think Joe, I, honestly, I think Joe is exactly what we're talking about. Somebody who was in stand-up comedy, built a podcast from the ground up, and got yes. bought. And, yes. and I have a ton of respect for what yes. Joe Rogan's done. He laid the foundation for the modern-day success story in podcasting or in doing a show but but my issue is that you you're not gonna hear like one thing that i think i can say about this show is you're never gonna be able to say oh well hey they got you know let's say 
not that this is ever going to probably happen, but hey, big network bought the Monty show. Well, look show at Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, dude, Pat McAfee, perfect. $30 million a perfect. year from FanDuel. What happens to his show? What happens to his show when he jumps on ESPN? When he goes from $30 million to $54 million. <laughs> Which obviously is an embarrassment of riches, right? Of course, he's getting paid a ton oh my of money. God, but, but my so question is for Pat. Hey, dude, so... Are you just going to be a robot on your show? Like, are you still going to have some personality, but it's never going to be the same because yeah. now you're on ESPN prop? Like, that's what upsets listeners who have been there the whole time. Yeah. Prop picks. Uh, trying to grow my prop picks with full-time job is hard enough. You guys are rocking it for real. It's hard stuff. It is. You'll get there, dude. You're good at what you do. Uh, Adam P. Barstool failed because no one likes fat guys in shorts. I don't understand that reference. Okay. Uh, grinding. Yeah, grinding. Yeah, dude. True. James Knight. These guys are not lying when they say how many houses they do in preparation uh, for the product we enjoy. It, it, it's a lot, dude. Hours. The hours of the hours is a lot. It's a grind. Well, people are always like, well, how do you stay so informed? Yeah, by watching, by, by being the asshole at dinner who's got YouTube TV pulled up on his phone for Utah and Florida. Right, like that's that's literally how. Like I, I'm not even trying to be bullish about. It. Like that's literally how you do it. Going to so this weekend we're going to Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, to spend the holiday weekend with our family, we'll be there through Monday. Our schedule is golf on Saturday morning, football Saturday afternoon. I don't know what everybody else is doing, but we're going to be watching football. Mm -hmm. Golf on Sunday morning, football on sun on Sunday afternoon supposedly a pool party and barbecue like you just it's what it, it's built into your life yeah you have to do it you you're always reading what do i do when i'm laying in bed i'm not looking at only fans <laughs> by the <laughs> way a lot of people reached out to us on that I, i'm glad i said that and jokingly a lot of people reached out to us on like the porn thing and yeah a lot of people appreciated us talking about that we appreciate you guys having that conversation but we're not laying in bed looking at that stuff. We're laying in bed looking at Twitter and reading news, and it that's just what you do. Yeah. Boss Frog, failure is part of life. The comeback is always the best part of the story. Dude, Mo, you Facts. know that. Facts, dude. Um, I, I, I'm 50. I have had a great radio career. I think I've been – I lost my job one time in radio. Here in, in Salt Lake City, the company I worked for pulled me into a meeting. Man. We had just had the biggest financial year the station had ever had in its 20, more than 20 year history. I was the program director and the morning show host. We had just come in short of a million dollars. Huge year for uh, the third radio station in the market, supposedly. Uh, our afternoon show and our morning show were number one rated in the market. Hey, on a, I think it was a Wednesday afternoon. Hey, we need to see you. Okay, sure. No problem. Go into the, the corner office and they're like, hey, we just, um, we, we need to let you know that we're going to uh, list the land underneath the transmitter for the radio station for sale. And we expect that that land's going to sell pretty quick. And when it does, uh, the radio station's going to be turned off. Pack your shit. Let's go. So wait, we just made a ton of money. We're both number one rated morning and afternoon. And you're selling the land that the transmitter is sitting on. Come on, yeah. let's go, Schlepprock. So we, where are we going to put the transmitter? Nope. Station's going away. Stay, no. Nothing. 
Nothing to... Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's... That's... That right there was the moment where I was like, holy cow. Now, that was in July. We wound up moving in October to Arizona, and that's when... October, I think, 5th is the first day we ever did this show. October 5th, 2015. That's how long we've been doing this show. It's crazy. Uh, Rowdy Runner, it's also being authentic. I want to watch people who are passionate. I don't have time to watch people phoning it in. Oh, my God. Man, that's a great point, man. Truth. Uh, Gary Wolf, millennials are too busy making sure everybody gets a trophy to work 14 hours. (laughs) But I think that sentiment's real, dude. Like, I, I, I literally think, like, dude... It's it's really difficult, man. Like I I millennials grew up being given everything, and now you're getting smashed in the face. Yeah, and you don't know what to do. Yeah, and now we want to wonder why they're making dumb decisions in real estate. We want to wonder why that you know the the financial picture in the country is a problem. Well, it's because the generation's a problem, and I'm a millennial, and I'm saying that, and I, and I think it's just. It's tough, man. It's tough. Like, you're not in a time where, where stuff's just being given to you anymore. Now no. you got to go and hunt. And the people who don't want to hunt are not going to make it. Yep, I agree. Uh, Kim Coulter, for $5, I have tremendous respect for what you guys do day in and day out. Apparently, I'm uninformed about Portnoy's treatment of women. My apologies. You're good. You're good. No, it's not. It, it's, I appreciate the $5. Yeah. You don't ha- you ever have to apologize yeah, to cool. us. No, your opinion is really valuable to us. So it's all good. Uh, Tarrant County, Pete. Hey, Tarrant County. Which is different than Dallas and Dallas County. Well, the Cowboys Stadium is in Tarrant <laughs> County, isn't it? Victor Hovland must be doing buck shots. Yes, we Dude. agree. He is. Um, all right, a couple more on this. Then we then uh, let's bang. Uh, Aaron Wilson. Yes, James needs a hundred dollars. What do you mean? What are we talking about? Uh, yeah. What did I What did I miss here? Uh, Monty dresses like a Texas Tech Red Raider. Thank you, Moff Prof. Uh, T. Higgins is a badass. <laughs> Pat McAfee retired in his prime. Now the punter is making more than anyone, including Peyton and his cheesy commercials. He is. Yeah. Kicking ass. Let's go. Uh, James Knight says 28K subs, and you told me jingles would be traded, and we had to void that bet. What? We didn't void that bet. Uh, ah! 28,995. We are five away. Let's go. Five away. Um, Monty Faps to Pac-12 News. Uh, okay. Kurt Myers, uh, when you guys get to 30K, will you pull my friend from Australia, JK, $100 Amazon gift card? We'll give one away at 30,000. There's, there is no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Look at the statement from Chris Ballard, the general manager, the general manager of the (coughs) Indianapolis Colts. (coughs) Quote this Adam, ought to, be good. to Adam Schefter. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, everything's okay. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It just does. It's where we are. And we've got to work through it. Adam Schefter. And AKA Jonathan Taylor. You're not getting traded. And we're not going to acquiesce. Are you guys watching this thing at, at, at Nebraska Volleyball? Yeah, they are having a, I believe it's a volleyball weekend, and they put the court in their football stadium. In Memorial Stadium, and and they're expecting 100,000 people at Nebraska to watch volleyball tonight. It looks wild. It looks wild. There there is, uh, there's no doubt about it. 
Um, I don't know what they're doing in Indianapolis. I truly, I truly don't. I have no idea. But yeah, when we get to thirty thousand, um, we'll give somebody a we'll give somebody a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. We were gonna give away like a PlayStation, but we decided not to do that because you guys are like, no, Grow Cockley's gonna come in here and take it. So we won't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every team that wears red is now represented in the chat. Uh, it, bear down cats, 199. Love that wildcat red shirt, Monty. Bear down. <laughs> <laughs> I will never wear red on this show again. Yeah. I was proud of myself for being thinner, much thinner, and able to fit into a shirt I hadn't been able to wear since who knows when. James Knight, uh, great show, guys. Heading out to start my day. Take care. James, good to see hey, you, dude. I appreciate you, bud. I assure you. I do appreciate We will you. talk NBA when there's more to talk about. Yep. Lance Johnson, weekday parlay. Uh, weekend parlay, Texas Tech minus 14 at Wild. Ooh. Yeah, they got that. That game makes me nervous. They got that. I, but minus 14. Yeah, they got that. In Laramie. Yeah, they got Ooh. it. They got it. Uh, BYU minus 20. Yes. BYU is going to cover. Am I the only one underselling, uh, by the way? Am I the only one underselling Keaton Slovis? And I love Keaton as a dude. Yeah, great guy. I need to see it. I need to see it. I absolutely need to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think the doubt with Keaton is just that he's bounced around. And, and, and I think that it's not even that you were at Pitt. It's that the, the way the USC departure happened. Yeah. You know, you, you... Well, and the underwhelming performance at yeah. Pitt. That's what hurts you. Uh, yeah, their uh, Sam Houston State is going to leave with some bruises out of Provo. Yeah. Or at least they better, you know. Uh, I So I like that. CU 21, plus 21 at Texas uh, TCU. Does TCU cover the 21? No. No. So you think they lose by? 17. Okay. I two touchdowns and a field goal. I don't think the reason I think that is because Prime knows he's outgunned in most of these fights. And you can't tell me that they're not going to run the football. You can't tell me you're not going to yeah. run the football on Deion Sanders team. Come on. Yeah. Uh Teddy Wayman. Last show of the week for me. I'm going camping and won't have service. Great show. Great week, guys. Teddy. Oh, dude, Teddy, be safe, bro. Why don't we do in the ribeye, Teddy? Yeah, dude. What like when are we when are we gonna when are we gonna pop a couple cold ones and reminisce? Yeah, dude. Let's, and I promise the ribeye won't be gamey, okay? <laughs> when are we gonna hang out, Teddy? Mike Maples, uh Colts and Cards are seeing who can get the first pick in next year's draft. You're probably not you're probably not, you're joking, but you ain't. Uh roundabout. Evening from sunny Florida. Not sunny at all, dude. Dude, where are you at in Florida, yeah, dude? Where are you at roundabout? Bro, that three to six foot storm surge. Yeah, that ain't that ain't it ain't playing no games. Yeah, I, all of our Florida guys. I, and we haven't seen many of our Florida viewers today. I hope you guys are cool. I I it, it's so scary to me. Tenny said the red is for the Bulls, guys. That's right. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. Let's go. <laughs> I'm a huge Chicago Bulls. Sufferer. Mike. Mike. Uh, OG Gary, TCU smokes Colorado, absolutely smokes them. Where Boss Frog, you got to weigh in on us at some point. Aaron Wilson, TCU Colorado will be close. Closer than TCU, uh, Texas Tech, Wyoming. I hope you're right. I don't think TCU beats Colorado by 21, dude. I, I would be surprised by that. I think Dion's going to have a little bit better of a showing than that, dude. 
I hope that's right. You guys are amazing with the comments. Tanner Plummer, I'm going to BYU's first game this Saturday. Hopefully they cover. Way to go, Tanner. Have fun there. Uh, share some picks in the chat. Uh, I'm also on, weight, on a weight loss journey thinking of starting bucked up. Have to convince my wife it's worth trying. Dude, I'm telling you, bucked up is, 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 is it worth you trying? Yeah, yeah dude, it is. Look. We've we've been going to the gym for a long time, bro. And admittedly, I haven't been in the gym in a minute. But I can assure you, we've tried everything, every competitor you can think of. You know, back in the day, ten years ago, you know, the biggest brands. And I and I think that the thing with Bucked Up is it's just it's smooth, it just works. it's clean, it, it just it, works, it just bro. Works. It does what you want it to do. And and if you're gonna start at the place, I would start. The best advice I can give you. As somebody who's losing weight and I use bucked up products across the board, my wife who did the triathlon last weekend, the sprint triathlon, finished second in her age group. She has done amazing in training. The products I would recommend, they're whey protein, isolate, phenomenal. Get their buck bars. In the description below, there's a link for a free sampler pack of buck bars. Their protein bars are really good. Yeah. But use their protein. Use their greens. Use their pre-workout. The this one is uh, Callum's, um, the uh, bucked up Aussie fruit. But he's also got got. They have varying degrees as well. Like their Banff is really strong. Yeah. But it, it's up to you guys. But they're all of their across the board. If you're if you're looking for like what's a good financially, what's a good investment, I would tell you their proteins. I love their collagen. Um. I would use their collagen every single day. I would use their pre-workouts every single day. And I would start drinking their, their, their energy drink. Yeah. And if you're somebody that's sleepy in the middle of the day, the buck shot absolutely Works. knocks that out. And I don't generally talk about how much weight I've lost. But since we got into business with Bucked Up in December, I guess it was, or January... Um, I have lost over 40 pounds easily lost over 40 pounds and it's their buck bar. I'm just not as hungry anymore. And th this, this buck shot, this is the shit dude. Like it, yeah. it gives me energy. I am never, I am never tired. I'm for like, real. I could go on and on about it, man. I could go on and on and on about it. I, I, I just love what they do. Yeah. Hey, big shout out to, uh, Jeremy McCoy, the newest member of the show. Let's go, Jeremy. Let's go, Jeremy McCoy. Appreciate you. Have we picked up any more subs? Yes. We have. I'm, I'm saying we have. I 28, don't know. 28995 to, oh, my God, 998. 998, we are two subs, subscribers away from 29,000. Let's go. Two subscribers away from 29,000. That would be amazing. Corey Erickson, my ex-brother-in-law writes articles for Bucked Up. He's a, he is majorly ripped. Dude, I'll tell you, Callum Von Moger was in here last week. It's an interview Stop. on the channel. The guy is unbelievable. And you know what? The, the, the thing that I, I, I say all the time, Ryan Gardner, their CEO, is the guy that I'm in business with. That is, that is my guy. He's an amazing human being. Yeah. Their family is amazing. Their business model is amazing. It's awesome. Uh, Mitch uh, Trubiscuit, we need Jake to wear a yellow shirt, ketchup and mustard. I want it. Let's see what he did there. Ketchup and, and mustard. Uh, 
Boss Frog, driving home, but will comment my thought on the game in the Insta group chat. Let's go. Man, I appreciate you, bro. Do it, Mo. How's hey, the Mo, Porsche? Mo, can I get a I, – I, just keep it simple for me. Can I get a one if you agree that TCU will not beat Colorado <laughs> by more than 21? Or a two if you think they will, in fact, beat Colorado by more than 21? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Aldrich, I'm surprised that no one has made a reference about colors of the cl- – I would have ripped my shirt off if somebody said I was a Georgia fan. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, Boss Frog says two. Damn it. So you don't think they'll cover. No, he does. He does he think they'll cover. He thinks they will beat Colorado by more than 21. Little Jizzy says one. Uh, Tanner says two. T. Higgins is a badass says one. <laughs> um, Aaron uh, Wilson says thanks for memberships, guys. Whoa. What happened? Did you give another one away? Oh, Corey Erickson gifted uh, five memberships. Wow. Let's go, Corey. Let's go. Hey, look at at Delaric gifting five memberships. Let's go. It doesn't, by the way, I just want you guys to know, and I keep saying, by the way, I apologize. Damn it, Riley O'Brien. It does not tell us, we use a streaming software called StreamYard. It doesn't tell us that somebody's giving memberships away. I have to go to a, I have to go back to YouTube Studio and look in a different tab to see it. So I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving memberships away. Lee Jensen, what's up? Uh, if y'all aren't in the Insta chat, what are y'all doing? It is, it is saying, worth dude. it. Come on, look at everybody on the will cover. OG Gary, Todd Roper, yeah. Jeremy Callahan, yeah. Aaron Wilson. How important is it for, look, and and again, I don't disagree. Dion's going to lose this game. That's not in dispute. (laughs) But my question is, how important is it for him to have, like, what's a good showing against TCU? Your first game as Colorado's head Uh, coach. Not Jeremy Callahan's definition of TCU by effing four. Whoever came up with that shit (laughs) need to be fired. That's offensive, dog. That's offensive. Like, okay, so let's say that Kim Coulter, TCU 65-13. Damn, bro. Maury Alvarez, my Floridian. Damn. Says they will not cover. <coughs> Hope you're good, Maury. Uh, our nineteen ninety six Bears to the Big Sky Stanford Independent final offer. You're fired. Death to Colorado. Jeremy McCoy says thirty eight twenty one TCU. That's yeah. more like it. Yeah. Mitch Trubiscuit, by the way. Tyler says two, they will. Carrie Lee says yay memberships. Conference Commissioner Gumby smiles. Uh, Bear Down Cats, University of Herm Millions versus AS Who Scum Devils. Broke and bowlless, idiots. <laughs> wow. Damn. Good Lord. ASU, how have you not fired? You're, you're, no. I'm not doing Ray Anderson talk. Tyler, TCU 38, Colorado 21. I agree. C.J. Vance, TCU by 35. Hey, might happen. O.G. Gary, success for Dion would be losing by seven or three or winning by that amount. Never going to happen, I don't think. He ain't winning the game, but I think he just needs to have a decent showing. Okay. So this is how it's going to be. Trubisky. (laughs) Dion going to lose that game by more than a foot. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, not funny. Funny, not funny. Conference Commissioner Gumby, finally, Uncle Monty won't ignore me again. What? How he wasn't annoying? ignoring you. Oh, because you weren't a member. Well. Yeah, there you go, dude. Uh, Teddy Wayman, it's going to be funny when Colorado wins. Ooh, funny, funny how. Oh, Carter. 
TCU 49, CU 12. You're casual. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Gummy, we need you in the members-only chat on Instagram, bro. Seriously, yeah, we dude, do. Yeah, dude, let's go. We Level do. up. We do. Uh, let's see. Cleveland Rocks, can't wait for Texas-Alabama game. Yes, sir, week two. I think the whole country can't wait for that Hello. one, man. Can I, can I just I, – I need to profess this again. I can't wait for it to cool the hell down and for there to be fo- – oh, did it happen? Did it happen, dude? 29,000 subscribers. I'm so bricked up right now. All right. Giving away another another gift card to our uh, chat group, our Damn. members only. How about $7 million? Minus $7 million, $6 million. I'm going to give away $25. I just want to thank you all. In our mem- our Monty Show members only group mm-hmm. because we just hit 29,000. Greg's not eligible. Greg Hawkins is not eligible. It is David Humes. Oh, David Humes. David. David Humes. Let's go, baby. David Humes just won $25, a $25 gift card to Amazon. Do it. Because we hit 29,000 subscribers. David Humes, let's go, baby. Let's go. David Humes, if you're listening, DM Jake. We will get you hooked up with your $25 Amazon I've been a rich man. Let's go. Love that. Uh, Lee Jensen, let's go, David. Aaron Wilson says, I'm winning. Tanner says, congrats. Aaron Wilson says, fug. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a couple of non-sports stories. Uh, Did you guys see Mitch McConnell today? Dude, this is gnar, bro. Like, And again, I'm going to continue to preface this. This is not a political conversation. I'm talking about a man who, like him or hate him, has been a leader politically. Yeah. This guy not once but twice now, has stood up on a podium and in my estimation has looked absolutely terrified trying to answer a question. And I'm not suggesting he's running from answering the question. I'm suggesting that dude is terrified because something is happening to him. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's if this is a heart issue, uh, a, a, a brain issue, like some... Dude, Mitch McConnell, you, he doesn't go from being admittedly... Sort of an asshole with the media. I don't even deny that. But uh, 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 it, pretty good with the media to yeah. freezing. I mean, that's just, that is scary, dude. By the way, Mrs. Monty says we have to give David Humes $29 because we just hit 29,000 subs. Okay. Hey, uh, what's going, dude, Jeremy McCoy just gave away 10 memberships. Oh, let me pull it back out, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Corey Erickson, did I shout that one out? Corey gave you away did. five. Okay, you good. did. Good, good, good. Uh, this Mitch McConnell thing is it, you, you don't have to like Mitch, but this is terrifying. Yeah. And you look at Mitch and you look at what, what he's – I and I agree with you. Mitch has been a public servant. You don't have to like him or respect him. Um, I am somebody that is a is – a, whether you want to agree with me or not on it, um, I am a, I am a, I am a lifelong Republican. I grew up Republican. I've drifted away, obviously, in the last five years. But you look at Mitch McConnell and the pictures that we saw of Mitch today. I don't know what you say to this guy, because I don't want to keep watching this guy die on camera. And I am really concerned that one day, after what we saw today, he was stuck just like that. And somebody had to walk up to him and shake him. 
And then they're like, okay, we're going to keep going. And then his security guard had to come up to him. This is not how we should be living our lives in public. No, no. I mean, this is one of the most powerful men in the Republican Party right now. Yeah. And the conversation that will probably piss everybody off, we, we need younger representation. We need more energy in, in our country. And I feel bad for guys like Joe Biden, who's been a fine public servant for 100 years. <laughs> and Mitch McConnell, who's been a fine public servant for a hundred years. Listen, I respect that these guys have served for a long time, but I do think there's a point where you're just too old to do it. Like, I, do you understand how demanding it is to be a senator, to be the president of the United States, to be, you know, a congressman? Like, dude, that's not a cakewalk, bro. Like, yeah, you're no. getting paid hundred thousand dollars a year, but you're working your ass off. And at some point, dude, that catches up with you. Trust me. Trust me. I know about it, dude. I know about it. So I just, when I saw this, I was like, dude, let's set this, this pile of burning garbage known as politics to the side over here. And let's be able to say, hey, this is a guy who clearly has served for a long time, who is now going, just going downhill, I guess, medically, like with his health. I don't know what's happened. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not going to sit here and say this is some kind of ploy with the media. The guy absolutely looks terrified when he's frozen in the moment. It's not him just not answering. And and You look at that shot on the screen, you guys. He stood there like that for 30 seconds. Not blinking, not moving, not talking, not nothing. And they were so worried about him at one point. And go watch it on Twitter yeah. or... It's all over the news. He was he was like in a death grip on the podium he was standing at. And it was terrifying. And the thing I feel bad about is I don't care. And I see all the political. Let's not be political. That's an American servant. Yeah. Whether you like his politics or not, he has served this country for decades. And, and too often, I think we watch people die on screen. Yeah. And it's just too bad. I don't, I, I don't care what you think of Joe Biden. The guy has served the country for f decades. Yeah. But he can't talk. Like, you, you look at people like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. You're not functioning. You're, you're, you're just like, you're, our, our, our politicians are so old. They're, I feel like most of our politicians don't. I'm 50, man. I, and while I don't believe that that's old, I feel super young, and I feel out of touch with guys like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell does not represent me. Joe Biden does not represent me. It's hard for me to watch these guys, and I, I view it as suffering because I can't imagine being stuck in pause mode for 30 seconds. Jesus, what the, do you know how terrifying that must be? Yes. Can you imagine not having control of your body for 30 seconds? Like, again, when Callum Von Moger was in here, that dude was in a coma for six days. Yeah. It's just not fun to see it. Yeah, there are a lot of folks on both sides that are well into their 80s. Dude. And that's a scary place to be. <laughs> and it's why I say it's not a Republican, Democrat, you know, conservative, liberal. It's not about that. Yeah. You're talking about 70, 80, 90-year-old people. Yeah. That are... They give their entire, do you know how many years? Look at Barack Obama. 
He was like 15 years old when he got into office, and he left looking like a 70-year-old man. He looked beat up. Yeah. It takes years off your life. And I, I, I can't imagine you look at W, you look at his HW, you look at how old they were when they left office. You look at Bill Clinton, his heart exploding, essentially. Like, it's got to be incredibly stressful. Yes. And I don't, I don't think it's an age limit thing. I just, yeah, I he's concerned know. for Buddy. You know, like, I am concerned for him. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And donuts. Fetterman is young and out of it as well. The guys had strokes. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just Dude, we there need was a to study, get younger. There was a study that came out that that I, I'd have to go and read it in detail. But basically, the point of the study was that stress kills people. Literally, it kills people. And I can't imagine. You know, you understand that sometimes they're there all night, like 24 hours a day. They're there. Think about think about the death. Think about Gabby Giffords in Arizona getting shot because she was a, a congressperson or, you know, think about the. Yeah. Think about the Kennedy family and how many how many how many Kennedys have to die in the line of politics or whatever. The, the mafia, you know. But anyway, I, I think, yeah, less. Chuck Grassley at the end of his term is going to be 96. Wild. The, and you, you, the, like the Supreme Court, like I, I, that's a forever job until you decide to retire. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have RBC dying in office because she didn't want to retire and, and give the other side of the aisle an opportunity. Yep. Whether you agree with her or not, but that's somebody who doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. Yeah, I mean, she made that sacrifice. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to me. I don't know if age limits are what it is, but Mike Smith's, what's up, Mike? Good to see you today. I would call for physical and mental tests each year, but you know they would just uh, have workarounds for it. Yeah. 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 Everybody on the on the Vivek train, OG Gary says Vivek is 38. That's fine. We'll see. Uh, Trubiscuit says uh, Aaron Rodgers playing QB at 40. Yeah. And then can we talk about hurricanes real quick? Dude, bro. This Hurricane Idalia that's slamming into Florida in the southeast. Bro. And by the way, there's another, the there's another one on deck. Um, hurricanes, tornadoes, or earthquakes? We've played this game on the show before. Yeah. Now, I grew up in Chicago where we had tornadoes. The problem with tornadoes is they pick your shit up and throw it all over the place and you can't find it. <coughs> but the problem with hurricanes is... There's water everywhere. And people don't want to evacuate. Like, there are so many people that just won't evacuate. Yeah. And they're, you just, like, your house falls down. And your house gets wet. And you're, like, I can't do the hurricane thing. I love, I actually like Florida a lot. I like visiting Florida, and I don't ever get to do it. Mm -hmm. My wife is like, nah, dude, we're not going. There's going to be a hurricane. Nope. <laughs> she won't do it. No, because I, I dude, every year. It, that's the thing with every living single in, year. every single year. Now, if you said to me, "Hey, you're gonna have a you know a condo in this high rise that you you know that it's more of like that type of situation," I could kind of get down with that. You know, place to visit. You know, rent out the rest of the year, or whatever. You know. Okay, I could kind of get down with that. But I'm not, dude. I'm not staking my name to a piece of land down there that's a mile from the beach. That's gonna get drowned. I, I'm telling, dude. It's crazy. The thing I, I struggle with is, like, there's this video of, of this Hurricane Idalia, 
There's a garage with a Tesla in it that's completely submerged underwater from yeah. the storm surge. Like your 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 stuff is ruined. Yeah, I'll take earthquake country every single day. Yeah, well, and and I think the other one we need to throw in here is wildfires because wildfires have oh, done geez. huge destruction. But like wildfires, in no. in no, dude, I am pissed about Lahaina. Can we please stay away from Lahaina Infowars guy? Please, <laughs> please, dude, yes. I don't need it. Please. Um. Yeah, I'll take earthquake country. Yeah. I hate tornadoes. Uh, you know, I we can live anywhere we want. We choose Utah just because of the quality of life, and the golf ball flies farther here. It really does. Um, not even joking, you know. Uh, but we don't have earthquakes. We have wildfires here. Like today, the the sky is covered in smoke. Mm -hmm. But that's really all we get. We occasionally get some snow. We got a lot of snow last year. We did. But that was great because I snowboard. We. Oui. But we don't get earthquakes generally. We get some small ones occasionally. Having lived in Los Angeles for 15, however many years, I, I'll take earthquakes all day. Their earthquake thing's not that big of a deal. Now, the wildfire thing you bring up, yeah. that's the biggest threat to California. Yeah. Is when we talk natural disasters, there are very rarely are you getting into, oh, it's a 7.0 earthquake. Uh, that's so rare. So rare. Yeah. And any more, like 4 and 5.0 earthquakes are not that big of an event. Yeah. But, man, the wildfires that burn shit, dude. You don't it's recover wild. from that. Yeah. You don't recover from that. Like the Orange County wildfires a few years ago and, well, and the Malibu wildfires. It's incredible to me. Like, there was this story out of Lahaina of a couple who had fortified their home against fire. They An industrial steel roof and, like, certain kind of paints and, like, different materials that were uh, fire-resistant, that don't yeah. burn. And it's interesting to me. I feel like California is getting to a place in certain areas. I'm not saying the whole state, but in certain areas where you got to do that. Like, it, if you, dude, if you live out in the forest, wow, and the Yankees are just going nuke squad. Back-to-back -back home runs for Glaber Torres and Mike Stanton. It's Giancarlo. Sorry, my bad. It's Giancarlo. My bad. Sorry. 5-1 yeah. Yankees. But, yeah. I, I would be on Earthquake Squad for sure. I think Earthquakes all day. I I had one really bad tornado as a kid that terrified me. Yeah. And then Mrs. Monty and I moved back to uh, Northbrook, Illinois in 2001. And we had a tornado come up the uh, freeway that was terrifying. And the the hail and the, the rain... Like, we had planted this beautiful garden. I'll never forget this. We had planted this beautiful garden, and we had all of this great lettuce, and and it just shredded our garden. Terrible. And Mrs. Monty was like, yeah, we're out. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. We're, out. we're good. <laughs> never going back to tornado country. Yeah. Never. Never. Uh, I think it's definitely I think it's definitely tornadoes. Yeah. No, I don't earthquakes. Want, I don't want tornadoes. Yeah. Hurricanes, it seems like the people in Florida are so flipping resilient. Like, they, you have to be really strong to live through this. You have to be really strong to consistently live through this. And the, the people in Florida, I just am amazed. Why, does, why do we need, like, Fox and MSNBC and CNN and 
Why do we need them? <laughs> the Weather Channel putting their bros in the middle of the storm surge? Well, the Weather Channel has to take it to the next level because that's all the Weather Channel does is talk about weather. Okay. So they need to put Buddy, like, in the stuff, like, in the okay. six-foot storm surge, right, in, like, a tactical suit but with a special mic. But do we need, mic. like, the Fox News reporter that I was watching last night just getting pummeled by this wind? Apparently we do. Like, she is on the coast, standing on a beach, just unable to control her hair. <laughs> Emma, why do we have this person there? Why? But you know what else I thought was amazing? The people in Florida were just like, oh, hey, man, it's a little rain and wind. We're going to be fine. The people in Florida seem so resilient to these hurricanes that I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Yeah. Chris Cobb, don't hate Monty. Let's all get along. Who's hating? Yeah, what are we hating on? What are you talking about? Uh, Aaron Wilson, Fajita scale was invented at Tex uh, because of Lubbock tornadoes. Dude, when it gets when when it goes to shit in Texas weather-wise. Oh, my God, dude. You, like the flooding, the freezing rain. You guys remember the Ted Cruz ice storms Cancun thing? Yeah, he went to Cancun um, when the rest of the state was freezing. We remember that. When it goes bad, like when you guys get hot, dude. When it gets hot in Texas, forget about it. It's really hot. Yeah, when we were at Big 12 Media Days, that heat was a little different than Arizona heat. Jeremy Callahan had a tornado tear out one of the buildings uh, completely out of the ground where I worked about nine years ago. I was in adjacent building about 10 feet away, and it was untouched. Are you serious? That had to be crazy. Had to be crazy. Uh, Put Buddy in the stuff. Put Buddy in the stuff. Pause. Okay. Uh, to Todd Father, I live in Florida now. I have nightmares about tornado uh, tornadoes threat growing up in Idaho. Oh, you lived in Iowa. Oh, my God. Nah, dude. Uh, Mike Gundy, 61st winningest head coach all time. El Reno tornado is the biggest one in, uh, on the world, and it was over two miles wide. God, Nar, come dude. On. I don't want tornadoes. Eating. You're never finding your stuff. Yeah. Like, it's in trees like a mile away. Yeah. You're never finding your stuff. Yeah. You're not. Ow! Roundabout. uh, Says, sorry, should have been clear. I'll take a hurricane over a tornado. Nah. But he lives in Florida. Yeah. Hazard pay, OG Gary says. Yeah, those reporters. Yep. Uh, It's that Florida man water. (laughs) Florida man water, bro. Okay. Right? Jeremy, swamp people slash Branch Davidians say ain't no reset. They really do, though. They don't care, man. I give Floridians a lot of credit because you got a lot of stuff going on. Yes, you do, like, bro. They know mean, reset. Yeah, Gumby, when it snows in Texas, seriously. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Ted Cruz, LMAO, he's my brother's neighbor. Is he really your brother's? Hey, man. Your brother's papered up. Cancun Cruz, you guys remember that craze? Good Lord. Lubbock ice storms is wild. Wild. Elaine Tran, try living in Houston. You know, Houston gets the craziest of everything weather-wise. Yeah, everything. Where's isn't Joel Osteen outside of Houston? I think yes. How come he doesn't pray for that shit to go away? Oh, I think he does. <laughs> he does. God was mad at Joel that day. God bless. James Aldrich. Speaking of earthquakes, there was an earthquake in Ohio last week. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Uh, it's hot on Houston now. We need rain. Elaine Tran says, I miss Houston. Well, it's hot there, so you're probably better off. Daniel Dixon, tornado storm chasing is fun here in Iowa. Best one was EF5. Daniel? Jesus. Dude, 
I, I no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. If you guys uh, ever want to kick it, we'll flow. No. Uh, I've seen Twister. Trust me. I know how that works. Uh, ask folks in more Oklahoma about tornadoes. Seriously. Uh, Chris Cobb or Pearland, Texas. 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 Elaine Tran. That is, uh, that is greater Houston, Chris. Yes, it is. Uh, two miles wide. We ain't doing that today. Company nah. said, nah, bro. We ain't doing nah. that today. Nah, bro. I don't think so. No, I'm not doing that. No. Mike Gundy. I'm in more Oklahoma. Uh, Come on, coach. Come on, coach. Uh, Kim Coulter, Texas Tech is only university in America with doctoral program in wind science. Damn. That's amazing. Uh, that'll tell y'all you need to know. <laughs> LOL, wreck them. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That'll tell you all you need to know. Wind science. Uh, Elaine Tran, Jeremy, I missed Houston, though. Do you miss Houston? Uh, Callahan, hurricane plus tornado. Uh, Derecho. Okay. 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 Florida has sinkholes. No, they don't. Do they really? Underwater sinkholes, yes, in the swamp. Yep. Lake Okeechobee is the best lake I've ever I've ever wakeboarded on. Oh, it's the only one. Never mind. I love Okeechobee. Uh, Mike Smith, Houston on the Gulf, so they get a bit of it all. Yeah, they do, man. That the the people that live on the Gulf Coast. How? How? Yeah, like it, yeah. you live in you asking for trouble, bro. New Orleans? How? Yeah, nah, I'm good. How? Like any of the Gulf Coast states? How? I don't know how you do it. Matt Ritson, I was in earthquake during uh, Giants A's World Series. Yeah, that was a big one. Yep. Gundy says yet people rebuild in those same areas. How? If you rip my house out of the ground and drop it two miles away, I'm not rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. Lubbock has craziest weather in Texas outside of hurricanes. I don't know how you do it. Maury Alvarez, our great Floridian. Hurricanes when you are inland is just a bad rainstorm. You just have to batten down the hatches. I don't want to have anything to do with tornadoes. Nothing. Nah. Nothing. I think you said you live in Lakeland, right? Yeah. Callahan. Yeah, Cruz uh, lives like kitty corner to my brother. He said Cruz is an a-hole. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, conference commissioner Gumby homies pray the storm. Don't get his suit wet and skips his mega church, right? Mega churches. Uh, my wife has been deployed to Norman Houston and Puerto Rico for the red cross. Kurt. Oh my God. She's seen it then roundabout. Yeah. I have family in more Oklahoma. They wrote out multiple F fives. How you guys like, don't you at some point just get tired of that? Tornadoes are terrifying. Because you fall asleep and it's like, oh, where's the roof? Hey, is that siren going off in my dreams or is uh, right? that real? I mean, what was the movie with the Wicked Witch of the West? Dorothy? Oh. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of I've Oz. seen the Wizard of Oz. I know how that shit works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't believe I couldn't remember the name of that movie. Mattress Mac, more uh, giftful than Joel Osteen. He gives his money away a lot. Uh, Midnight, what's up? I'm stuck in another state. My wife and girls made it through in Florida today. So grateful. Oh, man, that's got to be tough. Dude. Yeah, it's tough, bro. Glad to hear your fam's okay, dude. Lance Johnson, tornado watch in Oklahoma means grab a lawn chair and get to the patio. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, Mike Gundy, the town is basically all new with uh, all new with as many times as it's been hit. Seriously. Seriously. All right, a couple more, and then we got to go. Uh, Elaine Tran says, go Strohs. Nah. How about the, the Astrodome looking like 
a small warehouse now <laughs> with how big all the stadiums are around it. Uh, give me a pot of beans and I'll teach you all you need to know about wind science. Love it. Wind science. Fat Jesus. Hello, my friend. Tornado versus hurricane this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at State Farm Stadium. Tornado versus hurricane. Okay. $2 beer. Uh, to Todd Father, there's a sinkhole in Florida happens around Orlando all the time. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, no. It happens around Orlando all the time. Aaron Wilson, Monty, have you ever heard of it raining mud? Yes. Yes. Mike Smith, Midwest storm cellars ain't no storm cellar in sea level areas around the Gulf to hide in. No. No, Oh, my God. Not, Back dude. in the day at my uncle Carmi's house, he had a basement. Oh, man. That was, dude. Not going to do it. All right. The Monty Show, as always, is uh, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com, where you never pay out of pocket to work with the best injury attorneys in the business. Chat with an attorney live online for free. No obligation, no cost. Theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.